Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and weirdgeeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show where every single Friday we take you through another installment of classic horror retrospective franchise. I'm your host Al White and joining me throughout all of the Conjuring universe is Alexander Chard. Hello. And Shannon Hollander. Hi. <laughs> Who is broken? Your chair, you have like a really tall chair that you sit in and as you moved, I saw some of it looming behind you and for a split second I was like... <gasps> oh, God damn it. Please. Oh, yeah, because it does look like... Cor- it does sort of look like a... The a shape hoodage. of a nun. A nun, oh, yeah. God. Well, it's got like these two little holes behind it too. So mm. it's like those could just be... eyeball. Okay, great. Now I need a new fucking chair. <laughs> Burn everything if you're new to us hello welcome head on out to weirdgeeks.com we are geeks.com where you can patch out to all of our social medias and you can go via there or just by hitting itunes or your podcast app on your phone your blackberry your pager whatever you're using to go back in time listen to all of our old franchises we've done nearly 15 now i think is this our 15th something like that too many arguably 200 200. I will say this, I went back, I had to do, I was a guest on a show which was talking about Friday the 13th part two, so I was like, cool, I'll go back and listen to our Friday the 13th part two episode, our first season, guys, me, Justin, Katie, chatting for all the Jason movies, one of the reasons we started this show, I was at first shocked because looking at the running time on those podcasts is about 35 minutes, <laughs> which I was like... Wait a second. We've always over, we're always overly long. I appreciate we didn't get all the formatting till later. And then I listened to that show and ooh. Not good. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Our first season like there's like zero energy from all three of us. Like there's no formatting. We're not going through it properly. Like it's just a complete mess. Look at how far you've come. Look at how far you've come. <sighs> Look so at this up. dream <clears throat> team you've assembled. Exactly. Now we're like professionals. Yeah. Um, One very scared girl, one very uh, sexy mic operator, and then you. (laughs) And then me. (laughs) Somewhere in between trousers off and scared girl. (laughs) (laughs) It does mean... It's now planted the seed in my head at some point in the future on an anniversary date of this this podcast show. I'm going to be redoing all the Friday 13th because I have to cover those properly and I'm very sad we didn't. Anyway, what are we doing? We're talking about Annabelle Creation 2017 gets a 6.5 out of 10 on the IMDb's. What was I, what was I going to say? Something about something with the things. Oh, yeah. You listen to all of us stuff. Why not subscribe to it? Why not rate us? Because the only way you can really help us out. It means a lot. It's very kind. It takes Mm. you about 30 seconds to do and you don't do it. Yep. You're listening right now. You don't do (laughs) it. (laughs) We know you're not doing it. (laughs) But you should. You should. You should stop being such an asshole and Mm -hmm. just go and rate it. Because your thumbs were given to you for free. So use them for good. And just flip across your little fucking screen on your phone and just write it. There yeah, you, go. you could do it right now. Right now. Stop what you're doing. Right now. Stop. <laughs> Stop. And just all you got to do is like you're already listening to it. You just got to click on it. Right. And it'll take you to where you need to go. And then you can just say, this is great. 
five stars. That's it. Done. Listen, you did listen it. to Scared Girl. <laughs> listen she to is, Scared Girl. She is speaking from a place of pure fear. hundred <laughs> percent. Because apparently Valak right is constantly behind me. The demon wants you to rate and subscribe <laughs> to our podcast show. Because we're not going to do any patrons. We're not going to do any banner ads. And don't worry. We're not going to try and sell you any souls. <laughs> Well, you can take Shannon's because I think she's she's just cast that one aside. Uh, it's happening. 2017, guys. I legitimately felt really bad. Like, Alex, you weren't here. What me and Shannon watched this one together and I felt bad. I honestly, like, I've done a lot of mean things to Shannon over the last six years of our friendship or whatever it's been. This is definitely the worst. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very sad that I miss watching this one together with you guys because it has been quite the thrill ride watching <laughs> Shannon and also her jumps and scares mask my own which is good <laughs> <laughs> well the, uh, the difference is is like whenever I take a video of you guys watching it is she is legitimately like her soul is hurting where you're sitting there scared but you got a little cheeky grin on <laughs> yeah. I am I am literally slowly dying and like afraid that at any point my heart is going to give out in the in these movies like yeah. honestly <laughs> So, also for our listeners who have been following this retrospective from the beginning, you'll know that um, I've kept a Shannon jump count for each film. Um, obviously, un- being unable to watch this one with Shannon and Al, I entrusted the wonderful Katie Watson to keep a tally of the jump counts. Now, usually I would say where the jump happens as we go through the film. I didn't ask Katie to do that much work, but I just asked for a final tally, which I will reveal at the end of this podcast. Will Shannon break her record of 22 jumps? You'll have to 22 wait and see. Is well, I, and I do need to say, because Katie was doing it, and then at one point I said to her, "Where? what are we up to pretty early on uh, in the film? Not to give Shannon a real insight, just like 20 minutes in. And Katie said an alarmingly low number, which I knew there'd been an extra one or two jumps in there for sure. So at that point, I started tallying it as well. (laughs) And there was a slight discrepancy between me Mm. and Katie, but only by about two or three. And I went went with yours, Al. (laughs) Well, I'm just aware of how you've been judging what a jump is. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be a physical out of the seat jump. Yeah. It needs to be, you know, a true knee jerk exclamation. Yeah, because within those, actually, within the jumps, you will remember that some I labeled the mega scream. Yeah, they yes. were like the, yes. the, the highly were, elevated jumps. But not to like you know. give anything away, but there were a few mega screams in this, like to the <laughs> point where I think Katie and Al were concerned about their neighbors. <laughs> yeah, no, quite legit. Katie was about to text the neighbor saying, "We're not killing anyone. Don't worry." <laughs> <laughs> don't worry we just have a very scared girl and we're breaking her <laughs> yeah exactly oh so yeah sorry 2017 guys we the do like to look at what the year exactly it was a year um, it was pretty uh, recent yeah pretty mm-hmm. recent year yeah were you about to confirm it was a year i was about to confirm it was a year and a year of many many blockbuster films some of which Excellent. didn't even make the top 10 Wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, Alex, can you guide us through, please, the top 10 worldwide box office hits? Okay, so coming in at number 10, Wonder Woman. Hmm. Heyo. We've said, we've said some words about that on our podcast. Maybe the biggest public fight we've ever had on our show. <laughs> you go back to movies, uh, what was it? Uh, movies of the Year, 20, wasn't it, show? Yep. 2017. Me and Nate fell out, didn't talk for a few months. <laughs> 
And now he's dead. Surprisingly, we've never seen him again. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I did kill him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) After he texted me later to say, I I rewatched it and I think you're right. (laughs) Which was very annoying because we had a big argument. Mm. Mm. It was was fun to witness. I was uh, (laughs) stoking... So you fight the whole were. time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that tracks. Um, uh, coming into number nine, Thor Ragnarok. Mm. What a film! And, uh, and a film. Thor's coming at number nine. It's made eight hundred and fifty-four million. So wow, high high numbers at this Which point. Which Endgame just passed domestically, <laughs> not even worldwide. Wow, one of only two films to ever do that. Coming into number wow. eight, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I guess there's money in movies, guys. Yeah. Well, yep. and also, <laughs> uh, yeah. as I'm proving. Um, <laughs> Guardians 2, like, that's one of those films. Some people really prefer that to the first one. I can't be on board with that, but I do enjoy it as a fun, like, filler episode. Oh, uh, I love um, Ragnarok. No, 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 no. Guardians 2. Oh, Guardians 2. Sorry. Ragnarok, yeah. Ragnarok's fantastic. It's not, it's completely, it's the sore thumb in the MCU universe. Like, it doesn't doesn't gel with anything else that's happening. Did but you say Thor thumb? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's too early. And it introduced us to Korg, which is all that really matters. Also, just for our DC DC fans and friends, Justice One. League came in at 14 with there you 657 go, million. Beat out two MCU films. Wow. Proof that DC know what they're doing. No, it came in at 14. I was just saying it that oh, it was shit. really low. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, all right. That makes way no. more sense. Well, yeah. you know. Coming in at number seven, beating Justice League is a Chinese film that I'd never heard of called Wolf Warrior 2. Yeah, that was a big film that year. Yeah, I, 870 I, I million. Yeah. yeah. Coming in at number six, a film that I only saw recently, um, watched it with Al after one of these podcasts, I think. Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh. Great movie. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful little film. Mm-hmm. And you, you enjoyed it, didn't you? Because you came to it after a lot of hype and after seeing Into the Spider-Verse, which I feel for most people might spoil any other And Spidey also movie. after seeing Endgame. So like seeing something mm. like a Marvel film that felt really scaled back was was a nice change. Coming number five, the Jumanji remake, I guess. Yeah. Reboot? Jumanji Reboot. Welcome to the Jungle. Okay, if Katie were here, she would say this is not a Jumanji film. But anyway. No. So that no. pulled in 962. So now, from four to one, these next films all made over a billion dollars. Wow. Goodness gracious. Coming in at number four, Despicable Me 3. Yes. <laughs> that fucking film. <laughs> yeah. It always makes money. <laughs> Just over a billion dollars. At number three, The Fate of the Furious, bringing in 1.2 oh, billion. Oh, God. Can you fathom when that first one came out, the same year as Gone in 60 Seconds, that they'd still be going and making that much money? Oh, and now yeah. doing spinoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like Gone in 60 Seconds, I love that movie <laughs> so much. Of course you do. Of and to me, it's uh, like, I mean, Nick Cage, come on. <laughs> Is Angelina Jolie in that one as well? Yes. Yes. Right. Nick Cage, Angelina Jolie versus Vin Diesel and, and Paul um, Walker. What? And Paul, Paul Walker, Walker, right? And Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. That's right. I will take Nick Cage and is. Angelina all day or day. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree in terms of acting skills, but what's the name? Of, what's that actress who plays uh, Jordan Brewster? Is that her name? Oh That's yeah, right. Jordana yeah. Brewster. Ooh, she's she's good. terrible. I once saw her like in real life and she's so incredibly thin that I was like worried. (laughs) 
Like I, it was a, a windy day. Should I hold on to her? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it made me she very goes, upset. Floating <laughs> off into the yeah. wind. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in number yeah. two, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, oh yeah, man. this is the Emma Watson. Emma Watson and Teen oh, Wolf. God. He looks like Teen Wolf, the wolf <laughs> thing, <laughs> beast. He does. Oh man, this fucking movie—it makes me angry. Everyone should instead the same year or the year before. Christoph Gans did a French one with um, what's her name from Blues the Warmest Color and James Bond, that fantastic actress, and Vincent Cassel as the Beast. Go watch that; it's much better. Go watch that, you idiots! Coming to number one. <laughs> Rate and subscribe <laughs> to our podcast, you yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. So, Fate of the Furious made $1.2 billion. Beauty and the Beast made $1.2, just slightly higher. And coming in at number one with $1.3 billion. Any guesses, my friends? Well, you've already had three Marvel movies and they don't outdo that. So, it's got to be a Star Wars movie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Correct. It was Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. The greatest uh. Star Wars film. Ah, mm. mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, yep. the the what everyone always wanted the slowest chase of all time yeah. Star Wars <laughs> yeah. movie. <laughs> yep. You can go to a Star Wars retrospective to learn how we feel about that. Exactly, and that, my friends, is the 2017 worldwide box office. Excellent, Alex. I'm going to urge you now to move over to your inbox, and by that I mean digital, not physical to check out a little a little document I just sent you, which will give you the blow, blow, blow I'm going to be talking about through the movie and includes when the jump scares occurred. Oh, does uh, it? Not oh, the first ow. ones, only from when I picked up. Oh, okay. God. Shannon Hollander, horror films, 2017. It's your speciality. Why don't you illuminate us? Well, 2017 horror films coming in hot with... Alien Covenant. I, I legitimately think I'm going to try and do all these reviews for once in one sentence. How's that? It might be a long sentence with some commas, but a long one. I legitimately think this is the only franchise movie ever made that makes everything else in the franchise worse. <laughs> oh yeah. Done. I mean, Moving I on. was a I was a fan of Prometheus. I mean, I liked it. I didn't think it was great, but I, I enjoyed it. This I saw this and I was like, wow, there goes that franchise. <laughs> Everything alien and aliens, worse now. And you had to work really hard to make that happen. So well done. Okay, then. Next, we have the Belko experiment. Uh, this is a pretty cool, fun uh, take on the true story of the was it Stanford prison experiment, I think. And then it kind of changed, switched around and made it into something completely different. Um, I think they're based on that anyway. But anyway, it's like a fun, yeah, kind of gory office movie. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Creep that was 2. My pitch. Duplass. Found footage. Yep. Great. Cult of Chucky. You can listen to this on our Chucky podcast and retrospective of which we are yeah, covering the new one. We will be diving um, back in. In fact, have we already covered it by this point? Maybe. Who knows? We could record some of these slightly in advance. Then Flatliners. Our manager is very upset with this remake because she loves yeah. the original so very much. I love the original as well. We used to watch because the I'm thinking of the right movie that the originals with Michael J. Fox, right? Uh, no, no, Keeper Sutherland. Keeper Sutherland. Oh, Julia then I'm Roberts. thinking of something totally different. Never mind. What I do not know of? this film at all. <laughs> I got, I saw this and I got excited. I don't know what I'm thinking of then. It's the one with the medical students. Oh, are like, you thinking? Are you thinking of the Michael the J. Fox Frighteners? Yeah, Peter yeah, Jackson. Yeah, that's film. what I'm thinking of. Oh no, no, no. 
I loved no. that movie. This is different. Well, The Frighteners was better. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I used to own The Frighteners on VCD. That is ooh, video CD for those that don't know. Wow. <laughs> you had to look up for, in your brain. Yeah. I could see. What does V oh, yeah, stand I, for? I suddenly forgot. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Venereal CD. Yeah. We used to watch it on VHS. So. Video uh, VHS. on Laserdisc. <laughs> And UMD. Oh, man. For the PSP. All right. Moving on. Coming. I, I contract. As a sidebar, the contract I just had to sign to do with our film, it included UMD in, in, in the facilities of what it could pertain to. Really? Yeah. Thought that was hilarious. Okay, then. You'll be utilizing that, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going to do a Blu-ray yeah. physical, but we'll do a fucking PSP UMD version. Yeah. Don't you worry about it, guys. Yeah. And then a, f- a film I have seen, Happy Death Day. You have seen that? Yeah. Because you, you made me one? watch it. Oh, I'll make you do anything, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. How was that one for you? Was that, that's a jumpy. That's a slasher. I mean, I definitely jumped, but whenever we were watching it, we were watching it at your Fright Fest, and I was like down in the front row so i don't think i was drawing as much attention to myself right (laughs) you can only hear you yeah and i don't remember that one being like that super scary yeah it's fine yeah baby masks yeah baby masks i'm okay with that babies don't scare me i mean they do but not as murderers anyway get out which i have also seen this movie go ahead i mean it's great the sunken place there you go (laughs) into it it's great it's the only thing i've ever liked uh what's her face in michelle williams is that no what's her no not michelle williams um, not a girl's girl yeah i don't know i just i she annoys me in most things in all things but i liked her in this one and then it chapter one chapter two Which, coming out soon yeah mm-hmm. shannon loves watched, the clowns so no no even just like the trailer for the trailer for this was Al had us watch it before we watched Annabelle Creation because it was attached to the DVD. It had trailers, right? And even the trailer, I was like, nope, done, done. <laughs> Why haven't nah. the Conjuring Universe introduced clowns yet? You think that would be a thing they do? I bet it's coming. Are we going to talk about the new Annabelle trailer at some point? Let's get through this. Yeah, I <laughs> like Jeepers it. Creepers 3. I'm moving on. Jeepers Creepers 3, we went to a, um, a whole bunch of us went to a Fathom Events, like single screening things that they do in LA for this movie, which I kind of regret doing because there's a lot of stuff to do with the director of this, which you don't necessarily want to support. I do admittedly enjoy the first two Jeepers Creepers films, even if you remove all ethical things about these movies and the director. I think the first two are pretty good. This third one's fucking abysmal. It's terrible. No, absolutely. Or like, just gobsmackingly bad. Gotcha. Jigsaw. Alex, are we going to cover these? We will never, ever be covering the Saw series. Rightfully so. Leatherface. What if someone else in our group's like, hey, I want to do Saw. Are you just going to let them do it, Al? They can do what they want. I will not be affiliated with it. (laughs) Yeah? Why do you you hate the Saw series? Do you mean you personally? Or are you going to detach the whole, like, the company as well is just not going to (laughs) be... No, no, just me personally. My company will whore itself out to anything. Um, (laughs) But not me. Um, Shannon, if you want to know why I do or don't like the Saw films, you, why don't you watch them? You do that show. Nope, 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 nope. 
all I know about the soft films is that at one period, whenever they were like really big, and I think I was in high school, my brother and sister were watching them like in my dad's house. And I was like, nope, leaving, not a part of this. My sister literally held me down to make me watch a scene where someone dies. And I've been scarred for life ever since. Yeah, I have (laughs) a terrible siblings. Thanks, Chris. I'm going to stop feeling it's bad now for the things that I do. Yeah. Thanks, okay, uh, Chris. Leatherface. Uh, we've covered this on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series. Mm. Listen to our thoughts there. Mother! With an exclamation point. <laughs> Naren Aronofsky in one of the yep. most split, critically split, publicly split. Well, I don't think the public was split. I think they mostly hated it. But yeah, very split movie, this one. Still like haven't it. seen it. Yeah, me neither. For obvious reasons. You don't like mothers? Yeah. They're the no. worst. All right. Well, I do love like Darren Aronofsky, though. Doesn't like Darren's. Doesn't like the Aronofsky's. It played into, you see, one of my one of my uh, penchants, which is punctuation in a film mm-hmm. title. Love it. Mm-hmm. I'll see anything mm-hmm. that has some punctuation in it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Rings. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> we'll be mm-hmm. getting to these when we do the Ring series. But again, there's about 16 Ring films. Um, so there's a lot to get oh, through. God. And this will be Ugh. waiting for us at the end, like a nice little treat. Ugh. I am the out. The ritual. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to watch ostensibly the same movie again and again and again. I will watch the Japanese ones with you because I haven't seen any of those. Mm. Um, you haven't seen any of them? No. Oh. And I'll watch, I've actually seen I'll one watch of them. the first, maybe even the second American remakes. I mean, you appreciate when you say the Japanese ones that basically, other than like a Korean remake they did, you've now named every single Ring film. <laughs> They're <Fuck>. all Japanese. <laughs> oh so boy. you're in for 14 out of the 16 <laughs> movies. <laughs> Shit. Ha, ha, ha. This is how he gets you. This is how he gets you. You're in. You heard it. Signed contract. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. If you're listening right now, uh, you can take this opportunity to go and review the podcast and talk about how much you want Alex to be a part of the Ring series. <laughs> Shannon, no. And Shannon as well. <laughs> no. Ah, the Holy Trinity. Oh, goddamn. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. The Ritual. This is a British horror film. It came out the year after in America on Netflix. It was one of those things which goes, Netflix is the original. So, no, it's not Netflix's. They just put it out. <laughs> it really mm. fucking pisses me off how they take ownership for other people's films. Yeah, that seems clear. It's, I, I think this is good. I don't think it's amazing like some people thought, and I don't think it deserves the hatred some people give it. It's got a pretty cool ending. I can only assume that this next one is the best film on this list. Sharknado 5, Global Swarming. All right. I can tell you who, which actor that features because all of them feature her, Tara Reid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how, full yeah. The mi- how far the mighty haven't fallen. I mean, was she ever mighty? That's why I said haven't fallen. She's yeah. basically just sort of gone sideways. Does this one still have Ian Ziering? Sorry, is he? Ian Ziering, the guy that was like... Yeah, he's the... in all of them too, right? Is, is he? he? I think so. Yeah. Probably. I generally haven't seen any of these at all. No, I'm yeah, fine. me. I think we watched the first, James and I watched the first Sharknado at one point just because like that was a thing and a we thing were just do. flabbergasted. Yeah, I'm good. Flabbergasted. I watched a lot of terrible shot movies in my life and at that point I'd just gotten out of doing that. So if they had come out when I was in my early 20s, 100% I would have watched them all. But Gotcha. But I'm gotcha. fine now. I'm fine. Next, 
Thelma. Thelma's lovely. We showed that last year at our Little Fright Fest event. It's Norwegian, is it? Or Swedish? I've forgotten now. I think it's Norwegian. It's really, it's a really lovely, beautiful sort of genre film. It's more comic booky than horror, but there are a couple of horror elements in it and it's very sensitively shot and acted. It's really nice. Veronica. We've talked about this briefly. This is from one of the directors of Wreck and it caused quite a stir when it came out originally and then it went to Netflix and people were like traumatized and throwing up and not able to get through it because it was meant to be the scariest thing of all time. Uh, it's absolutely not in any way whatsoever. Somehow they just hyped it to be that way. Don't know. Don't know how. Um, Why but do it's they a decent do that? Movie. Why every scary <clears throat> movie, it's so scary, it makes you vomit. Why is that a thing? <laughs> and who? why are you going to that? Well, that makes, you're, you're in the minority, I'm afraid. It makes people want to go and see it. Ugh. Anyway. Wish Upon. This is ghastly. Right. <laughs> it's a really bad, like, Wishmaster <laughs> big budget movie. Ghastly. Well, we you did it, guys. It Based upon Al's reviews, I would say most of the horror films in 2017 kind of sucked. It's a fucking mismatch, though. You're reading through that. Like, you got all types of things going on there. You got, like, reprisals of Saw. You got Jeepers Creepers coming back for no reason. You got, like, they're just stabbing in the dark with all these different types because we were getting to the point that we're even in now before, really, I think, like, Hereditary Get Out was in there, obviously. Us. Before we get in this sort of new dawn of slightly more art house or whatever terminology you want to use horror that has big budgets and that is has some sort of social commentary going on in it we were really lost because we'd come out of the found footage era we'd come out of the spookies people were getting a bit fed up with we didn't know where to go next yeah well it's it's starting in 2017 because you get get out and it and all that exactly exactly but yeah i think that's just like that's the year where we're starting to find a footing and i think we're still a little bit lost to be honest but i think we're gradually you know finding some leeway with where horror is going to be going for the next 10 years but i don't know how sustainable it is so i'm very interested but anyway in the middle of all that annabelle creation kind of an unexpected movie because the first annabelle you know, it made some money, but it bombed com- compared to the Conjuring films. Was that right? Was that right? What was the numbers? I've forgotten now. I think it made over a hundred million dollars. Okay, okay, but not I like, like the, the Conjuring. Million, if I remember but... correctly, the Conjuring made like three hundred million or something, and Annabelle made a hundred million. It was okay. still quite the return on the investment. Uh, yes. Don't worry, they're all doing fine. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> <They are. laughs> But definitely critically panned and public uh, didn't love it as much. Uh, yeah, so it was kind of a surprise for me personally. Like, I have seen Creation before. Alex, you've seen it before, right? Yeah, this was my first introduction into the Conjuring universe. Oh, mm. interesting. Interesting. Not confusing at all. I had never seen it. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a surprise that they were making this. I mean, uh, I think they just quite wisely went with, look, the first one was a bit of a mistake, but Annabelle you know, is a cool character. We need to mm-hmm. rectify what we've done. So, Alex, did you you wanted to mention the Come Home trailer? Yeah, so that the, they released the second trailer today. I have um, not watched it, just so you know. Okay, so... Shannon, I just watched Shannon it. Watched it. Shannon sent a message to our group <laughs> saying, watched it, two jumps, <laughs> <laughs> which made me laugh very much. I thought that was great. Like, literally, I, I have an audition later, so I was getting ready, like, for that and watching the trailer and and I had to put the curling iron down because I was afraid I was going to harm myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the reason why I thought about it, I forgot who you guys specifically mentioned before. There was, like, a mention of a another character, which made me think of this trailer because there's a scene in this trailer where you see the Warrens spooky room and a lot of the kind of 
creatures coming to, or the, a lot of the artifacts and things coming to life. Yeah. What we um, were talking about before of this being like the, like, Endgame Avengers of the Conjuring series. That seems very clear. They're assembling all the spookies in yeah, that and room. I think also like, yeah, you know, they're showing a bunch from that room and then it feels like it's also kind of a nod to like, here's some more potential spin-offs we can set up. Because in that in that trailer they mentioned the ferryman and the whole like putting the coins on the dead's eyes when he takes them over the the river sticks or whatever. Um, and this that trailer made itself, me afraid like, for feels like a huge nod to like okay you know we've got a huge sandbox here <laughs> we we're got gonna play years with. and years of films I, to come Shannon yeah, yeah I know that's why like I was I jumped on two levels right like the the jumpy outies that happened in the trailer got me but then also like just the thought of this is the rest of my <laughs> life like now you're bonded <laughs> and then the other thing from the trailer which Shannon and I were talking about a bit beforehand was where is this movie set is it set directly before the conjuring but after annabelle yeah because is it when they bring because in the in the new trailer you see them you see the warrens with annabelle in their car and then putting her in the box in the room but is that just like a little introduction like bridging that gap but then obviously they've got the young daughter which you mentioned shannon she seems younger too young for the to be conjuring two daughter but potentially somewhere between them conjuring one or two so uh, but yeah. cool, so I, I they could have also they, jump they forward said? at some point yeah yeah no i don't think they have i think they're pretty careful normally with that and I, to be honest i've been avoiding stuff because i watched that first trailer and that already showed me too much to be honest so it's like i don't the new one that's why i've kind of avoided it because i just yeah, don't want to I, I feel like this one doesn't spoil much more than that last trailer it, it feels it feels very similar that it plays the whole thing of like those two girls that are babysitting go in the room and kind of yeah, kick yeah, things yeah, off. Yeah. And, yeah. and Which I, I think it's a great setup. But. And even like with the whole sort of Avengers thing that we said it sort of sets up of like showing all the spookies, it doesn't show any of them directly. It's like a lot of shadows and silhouettes, but of, of very recognizable things from that room. Well, we'll get there, guys, in just a, just a few short weeks nearly there and i'm looking forward to it because normally when you do these series you know at the end you're going to get into the dregs and i feel this it, it, I, my prediction for it is it's not necessarily going to be the best but it could be the most fun um mm-hmm. so i'm looking forward to it and i think finally having those worlds overlap and bringing the the warrens into it and getting patrick wilson and vera Famiga, although we don't know how much of the film they're going to be in i think is 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 cool and it makes it ostensibly the conjuring three which is meant to be mm-hmm. on next year so very confusing but anyway oh god i'm gonna um, be doing this forever <laughs> <laughs> so we should also mention very quickly i don't think like it's been too long we need to get in a movie but they did do a contest with annabelle creation oh, yeah Warner oh. brothers <laughs> shannon got all these as a surprise before we watched the movie as well it just it doesn't ever stop guys it doesn't ever stop <laughs> They did a competition where you could win basically like a hundred bucks and that you got to fly out to LA to meet the director of Annabelle Creation, who, to be honest, in the making of we were watching, seems like a lovely, lovely guy. I'd yeah. want to meet him just to hang out. Yeah, I However, want to be friends. 
Yeah. But however, probably not the most exciting thing for competition makers because you're not like getting a picture deal or anything. And it got in some trouble because I believe like Warner Brothers then own the properties or whatever that they're creating from the short film. There's a bunch of stuff which seemed a bit unethical with it. However, it did give us five competition winners, which were two minutes each, tackling different things. We all watched them. I'm just going to mention them one by one. Uh, if you've got anything quick to say about them, feel free to jump in. And then I think we should like just say which one we think is you know, our personal favorite one. Shannon, obviously, is going to find it hard to pick since you love them all. Clearly. We have from Mexico, What's Wrong With Mom? Uh, Ooh, this one's a like single one. shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some cool little, I like um, this one. Cool little camera tricks they use uh, with the mom disappearing. Some cool little practical effects with the cross spinning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Single shot. It was great. I loved that and it was they, that yeah. simple. And they mentioned the Warrens, which you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. are they gonna, we're going to get a cameo. <laughs> or yeah. I know. I was like, <laughs> Patrick Wilson? Is he showing up? You're just going to see his spies <laughs> as he walks by. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all right. That's really cool. I mean, it's very tricky to build tension over the two minutes, you know, in these things. So I think that was one of the better ones. Then from uh, Colombia, we had Almas Innocentes. This is the one where you've basically got these kids like breaking into a house with torches and some spooky things happen. I mean, this one felt pretty messy to me, to be yeah. honest. Very dark. It yeah. Still made me jump. They all, I felt like they were all structurally sound, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Like people's directions were all in the right place. But yeah, this one was a bit messy. Yeah, and then the ending's just this sort of slow-mo shot of a kid screaming, and I'm like, Meh. And then from the UK, we have The Confession. At- atrocious acting. <laughs> oh, really yeah. bad. It's I'm so sorry. bad. Just As re- a voice just- teacher, I was like, bitch, we need to hear you. <laughs> I think that's also a post-production problem, because somebody, I, th- I think there was a time limit of like 78 hours or something. I mean, I know a lot of oh. these had to be cranked out very quickly. And they definitely didn't finesse the sound in the post for this film. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially just an excuse for them to have a couple of shots with like the sort of long fingered black demon, essentially. Yeah, I, like, I appreciated the effort that went into that. And they're kind of going and conjuring two sort of feel, like the way they had the room and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And yeah. I just couldn't get over the acting in that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's real bad. As you shouldn't. As you shouldn't. Then from Sweden, we had Blund's Lullaby. Which is, yeah. Where like, they have great dental hygiene. This, this is fucking bizarre one. <laughs> this, <laughs> this one made Bethany and I laugh. You couldn't have more Swedish looking blonde girls yeah. <laughs> running around this house yeah. and then getting spooked up and wake up with, you know, basically ghosts trying to stop them from getting rained on. There's lots of umbrellas yeah. everywhere. That's it. I loved, I loved the shot of like the camera following these footsteps going up the stairs or it just like <laughs> just like runs up and then the umbrella suddenly opening and just like dropping on the floor yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> on the top of the yeah. stairs i think it could be creepy in the right context for like a bigger movie you know but like and i like i love that sweden didn't go for oh we need like let's rip off everything that's already in the conjuring or big effects or anything it's just something simple i think is a nice noble way to do it however it does seem a bit silly <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think also like the little girl that's going up the stairs is like, A, the most adorable. She's like a a little chunky and just like so cute. She's got those full little cheeks and she just seems like she is enjoying like the friendship of this ghost. Well, you would never have to travel She's like, my teeth are very clean. I'm into ghosts. They just don't want it to rain on me. It's fine. Yeah. Protective. (laughs) 
Yeah. And then the American winner is a short called The Nurse, which is 100% <sighs> the most professionally made in mm -hmm. a traditional, you know, sort of American kind America. of America. Uh, it's also 100% the most just trying to be the nun, essentially. <laughs> but with a nurse rather than the nun. But there are some cool shots here. I think the little girl is actually really good in it. And the final shot, which is really what it all kind of like hinges on, I freeze-framed that a few times and the effects are really good. It does look like a mask that they've then sort of added to a CGI, I think. It's, it's actually, I think it's creepy imagery. I like it. Not okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it this is. song was great. This Can song was confirm. really, really solid. So well done, America. <laughs> you made the best one. Yeah, just looking at it again now in freeze-frame, that is creepy love it okay love it do you want yeah. me to send you a picture shannon no better better than some of the uh makeup we've seen in some of these other ones oh absolutely absolutely i hope they're doing something the people who made this i mean <laughs> i heard you take the screenshot happening <laughs> it is happening so yeah okay so we're all saying maybe america is the best yeah for me it's that closely matched by the the mexican one the single shot one i really liked Okay. America, fuck yeah! Hmm. Okay, I'm done there now. You go. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> your, your, you're welcome, your America. Moment. <laughs> oh goddamn! You sent it to me, <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah, that is that is great makeup. It's very good, isn't it? Oh I think, god! I think there's a slightly like CGI smile. <sighs> Why did I look at it? I hate you. So here we are, guys. Animal Creation. Let's get into it. Directed by David F. Sandberg. Now, people might know this guy for two reasons now. He, I think it was like 2013, maybe 2014, he did a short film on that was a big success on YouTube called Lights Out and then got snapped up a few years later to turn that into a feature, I think, by Warner Brothers. Have you seen that short, Shannon? I have not. Is it scary? I assume it is. It's very cheap, but, but much scarier than what he did with lots of money in the big budget version of it and we actually one of the years when we did our little fright fest festival we showed a actually really good critique that is online on youtube which explains why the short works better than the same scene essentially done in a bigger budget movie from camera placement to where the character like where the character has to travel through and things like that things that make the audience feel vulnerable and i suggest anyone who's into horror goes and checks that out because it's actually a really good critique of understanding how to like build up a scare but yeah, so he did Lights Out. I'll be honest, I watch a lot of shit and Lights Out is not shit, but it's one of the only movies that me and Katie have watched and then got to about 40 minutes into and looked at each other and gone, should we turn this off? And we did. Um, oh, wow. Never got to the end of it. And in all honesty, it was just because it was so meh. It was just very like, Ugh. which to me is worse than a bad horror film. It's one that's just boring. Uh, it has a cool idea, but then didn't know what to do with it. And then, yeah, people will know him now because he just directed Shazam, the new DC movie that did very well for itself and did indeed feature Annabelle for a blink and you'll miss it cameo, which makes it canon. We will get to it later. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm okay with watching Sh right with Shazam. Shazam. And yeah. Aquaman as well, though. Aquaman, Annabelle's in that. So. Oh, oh, well, uh, Aquaman I've seen. It's terrible. I was going to say, uh, which would you rather do? Watch Aquaman again? Shazam, or watch I love. He's a great actor. I'm into him. <laughs> So that's the director, written by Gary Doberman. So this is really the reason why we're getting this whole Avengers thing. He wrote Annabelle. He wrote that Wolves at the Door film we're talking about that's to do with the Sharon Tate thing that the director of Annabelle went on to do. He wrote It and It Chapter 2. He wrote The Nun that we're going to get to next week. He's also written that DC show Swamp Thing that's about to come out that looks fucking cool. And he wrote, yeah, Annabelle Comes Home. And from what I've read, he's really the driving force between kind of curating 
that Annabelle sort of universe fitting into the Conjuring properly and bringing everything together. Like that's that's been his sort of plotting. DP'd by Maxime Alexandra. Now this guy, whew, what a DP. Love him. His first film was High Tension, otherwise known as Switchblade Romance in the UK. One of my top five horror films of all time. He would go on to work with Alexandra Adger for The Hills Have Eyes, the Alexandra Adger produced film PT. He did Maniac remake with Elijah Wood, which is fantastic. Unfortunately, he did do the Silent Hill sequel, Revelation, but it does look nice. And he will be also DPing The Nun next week. And he DP'd Shazam as well. And the upcoming alligator movie from Alexandra Azure, Cruel, which looks fucking great. And I'm excited for that one. I've got a, a friend who's seen it already and said it was excellent. Music. Benjamin Wolfish. Now, this guy's interesting because he did do Lights Out. He did do Blade Runner 2049. He also did Shazam and Hellboy. But weirdly, because we talked about him sort of last week, he did the music for that BBC version of The Conjuring 2, The Enfield Haunting, which came Ooh. out before The Conjuring 2. Ooh. Which I feel is maybe circumstantial, circumstantial because he was on Lights Out. I don't know. It's weird. Starring Lulu Wilson as Linda. She's been in Ouija, Origin of Evil. She's been in Sharp Objects and The Haunting of Hill House. Talitha Bateman as Janice. She's in The Fifth Wave, Geostorm and Love, Simon. Anthony Lapaglia as Samuel Mullins, who's in So I Married an Axe Murderer, Lantana, Frasier, and Empire Records. There you go. My favorite. The whole for the movie, Shannon just kept saying, can we just watch Empire Records instead? Yeah, I love Empire Records. So do I. Samara Lee as B, named after Samara from The Ring. Uh, Fox I know. Catcher Whenever I saw Last that Witch name Hunter. pop up as like starring in, I was like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> I got very concerned. Miranda Otto as Esther Mullins. She was in What Lies Beneath, The Lord of the Rings, War of the Worlds, Homeland, and the new Sabrina show. Um, and Stephanie Siegman as the sexy sister Charlotte. She's Inspector Narcos and SWAT. Budgeted at $15 million. So we're staying in that kind of region again, getting back up there. Box office, guys. 306.5 million. Woo! So we're in the conjuring numbers again. This one yeah. did well. Mm-hmm. So Warner Brothers approached Sandberg to direct because uh, they had seen him during the post-production of Lights Out. They were really loving what they saw. So even before Lights Out came out, they were like, you should come and do this creation film. Um, and he didn't want to because he hates sequels. So they had to really convince him that this is its own film obviously because of the script they have like their own way to do in it but they were gonna let him you know guide it his own way as well and it would be a standalone prequel that would tie in but it wouldn't have major obligations to you know really feed too much into the other films so yeah he came aboard filming began on june 27th 2016 at warner brothers studios burbank finished on august the 15th they used the exterior of the farmhouse was the one uses dolores home in westworld season one. Oh, is it yeah there you go and the director doesn't believe in ghosts or demons but the actress stephanie siegman who played uh, sister charlotte had heard that they blessed the set for conjuring 2 so she asked for the set to be blessed so they did actually still get things sanctified good i like her stop it stop it stop it stop it wise woman yeah i mean and that's about it i mean it's just a movie and they made it basically like there's not a lot to get into there's a couple of little facts at the end one of the longer ones as well. So we're going we're gonna to try and get into this. We open on a doll maker building Annabelle. We open on an eyeball. Let's be clear. 
already I was like, ugh. Yeah, I watched this with Bethany and the first thing she said was that she felt immediately less scared knowing that the real doll was a Raggedy Ann doll. Absolutely. No, completely. And I was uh, like, and then and then we sort of spoke for briefly and I was like, yeah, that's why I kind of, I've detached myself completely from the true story war inside now. Oh, yeah. Just to be clear, we started this show franchise stuff with the uh, in real life section. There'll be no in real life section here. <laughs> this is these are all lies other than the maybe one name at the end, which we'll get to. But that's about it. And I'm immediately at ease because I don't really get scared as much, at least uh, with a couple of exceptions with period pieces. They just don't do it for me in the same way. Um, and normally they put me off a bit because I feel, OK, everyone's going to be acting in a certain way because they think they're in a period film. And horror films don't normally make great period films. Whereas at this point, Al had made me watch the shorts ahead of time. <laughs> and I had already been like jumping and scared. So I knew <laughs> this was going to be bad. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not numb yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. I had had a very long day. I thought for sure this is going to be the movie that I was like, just going to be chill through. It was going to be fine. <laughs> I was so tired. It was like, everything's going to be fine. No, no, no. Everything is not going to be fine. Um, So, yeah, we're with Mr. Mullins. He runs a toy company uh, building dolls, and he's making the first of a limited edition run of 100 of the Annabelle doll. Things are going to get a little complicated here because we are going to have multiple people at one point named the same thing. So I'm going to try and always say the doll. I've I've got to say, this whole beginning is fine. It's kind of got a weird, almost Freddy Krueger sort of style thing to it, where he's like making things. But it's not that not that scary. Yeah, but it feels a little like fucked up. Like I wrote, like we're in fucked up Geppetto's workshop here, you know? Yeah. yeah. Fucked up Geppetto's. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So he was setting up a whole bunch of stuff. There's some good storytelling here. He's going to go on a train. <laughs> He's going to go. Sorry. I just had that image of the fucking nurse pop up. Oh, again. God. <laughs> He's going to go on a trail of some little paper notes, which are left out, which are akin to the notes that Annabelle's been leaving in the other movies, which is meant to be based on you know, truth of the Warren said this happened to the people that Annabelle was haunting. Find me. And he's he's living like out in the middle of, I mean, for people who don't know America, these kind of areas are hard to describe because they're not exactly desert, but they're very, well, deserted. Yeah. But it, it looks like... Remote? Uh, I don't even know. Like out in, yeah, remote parts of California or Arizona where you're going to have greenery, but it's also quite mm-hmm. deserty. Dry shrubbery. <laughs> <laughs> You look so pleased. Uh, really big fucking house. So, like, dolls apparently do good yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. Which is a reoccurring theme, I think, in this film. <laughs> it's like, everyone makes bank because <laughs> they're all yeah. living in yeah. crazy big houses. Other than the British people who are living in a decaying nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, he's the father. There's a mother. And then they have a kid that they're just calling B. Are any of us conned by mm-hmm. this at all at any point? No. I mean, at one point I was confused because I was like, this girl has to be Annabelle. And I was like, they just keep calling her B and B is not. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, this is dumb. You might as well just start call just call her Annabelle from the beginning. No, exactly. They try and do a minor reveal of it later on. You're like, come on. No yeah. one didn't think. Yeah. So she's sick in some way. They never really say what. But yeah, she's got some form of illness. And we're setting up some other stuff. Like when she goes to sleep, she likes to have her little kid record player on, which mm-hmm. is playing like one song, which then can get some like creepies no later. D- yeah as soon as they did that you're like ah oh, that's no doubt yeah set up for later 
It's great. Though. Yeah. We've already got the record player. We've got the notes. Like they're setting up a lot of stuff. So yeah, they're coming out of church. We get this bit where the toy shop owner is asking for news on the new dolls from Mr. Mullins. I don't really know why we need this stuff other than to affirm, yes, he is a businessman who sells these dolls. It's kind of mm. unnecessary. Yeah, well, and I think it's saying that these dolls are in demand, right? That people want, because in, we've set up that there's a hundred that are going to be in circulation. So in theory... There might be, at some point in this series, a hundred freaking Annabelles. Cult well, like of in, Annabelle. In the, in, in, in the first Annabelle, we already get that there are other dolls. Because um, when the owner's like, oh, I've been looking for this one. And she puts right. it at the set of like yeah, two yeah, or three yeah. others. Right. Which, knowing right. that now from when this beginning is set. And there was so just a hundred of them made. Can you imagine how expensive that doll would have been for her husband right. to play for her? <laughs> be insane. So, yeah, on the drive back from church, the car tire bursts and then we get a, a, a well-edited scene. Like, kids getting hit mm-hmm. by cars, always hard Ugh. to shoot, but it's well-edited. They cut, like, the split second before you actually see her get hit. I like this opening and that it is so immediate. It's sort of a thing that I sort of went back to as a reference was the Pet Cemetery remake where there's also a scene with a child getting hit, but it's this like long, drawn out, slow-mo, here comes the truck. Yeah, expensive. When's it going to happen? Expensive thing. You know, and for, for for a very similar payoff in the sense that it's like, okay, this is like, you know, it's going to be about the parents' pain and how they carry that moving mm-hmm. forward. Here I like the well, setup. Well, they set it up. It's just like it happens yeah. and you know, it's just like, okay, well, I like the immediacy of it, that, that it kind of then yeah, drives they- us straight into the story. They set it up so well because you can see that car in the distance coming, right? So, like, automatically, you know, at least I was like, something's going to happen. Something, here it is. This is going to happen. Because you've made a point to make sure that that car in the background is in focus and visible. Well, they even call and, it out. The characters call it. Because they're like, should we ask yeah. him for help? And he's like, no, we don't need help. Because he's a, he's right. a man. I can change yeah, his yeah. tire. Yeah, famous last words. Um, yeah, no, I think it's completely red flagged. I think a lot in this movie is going to be red flagged, but it's going to come down to the execution then. And I think, yeah, I think it's fine here. And I'll do like how it goes into this open titles with the burnt name on wood. You are suddenly, because it does feel very PG up until this point. It feels very much like, oh, this is all just tickle fights. and. Yeah, I loved it <laughs> up until this point. And then we're going to jump 12 years later. So, Shannon, this is your first time with it. Were you expecting us just to stay with the family? Were you surprised? That they were gonna like get new protagonists coming. Ish. I mean, I expected there to be some sort of jump, maybe in time, but I didn't expect it to come so early. Right? I thought we were going to see the aftermath of that in a way that shows us Annabelle becoming Annabelle, right? And then jump to see like her wreaking havoc on someone else. Yeah, but. Yeah, we're going to ostensibly skip by a whole another movie that they could have made. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. I'm sure they will at some point. Yeah. Annabelle oh, creation, creation. I just want to say, mm-hmm. Alex, I'm enjoying, I've seen uh, your your dear wife walk by maybe three times behind you and every time she's wearing different clothes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she just got back from the gym, I think. There you go. Overachiever. So, yeah, we've got a bust coming here from St. Eustace, home for girls. We've got, like, a father. We've got a, what do you call him? Is she a nun? Yeah, she's a nun. Yeah, she's a nun. Um, she's a hot nun. She is a ridiculously stupid lady. And Katie gets really annoyed with this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever you get hot nuns with all of their yeah. lip balm on and all that shit. 
Yeah. Her makeup was done so well. Yes. And then we're introduced to six kids, but only two of them really matter. Two others sort of matter. And two might as well not been on the bus to begin with. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the two girls that do matter are Linda, who's the little one, and then a slightly older blonde girl called Janice, or just called Jan quite a lot, isn't she? Yeah, she's yeah, just called Janice. Jan quite a lot. So they're going to set them both up as leads, but they're going to set Jan up more as the lead and then do a mm-hmm. little bit of subversion with that later. Yeah, and they're kind of making this bond. Like, they love each other and don't want to go anywhere and they're both hoping to be adopted, but they only want to be adopted together and all this stuff. So they're like sisterly sisters. Um, and everyone else, for some un- completely unknown reason, ostracizes them. I don't know if it's to do with the fact the older girl is meant to have uh, former polio and she's got this, like, bad leg so she can't walk properly. I don't know if that's the reason why, but everyone's just really mean to these two girls. Yeah, they are. Which is strange because not even age Nerds. thing. Because the other girls are really young. Yeah. Because you got basically like the two older ones who look yeah too old. I feel to be orphans. To be orphans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they look like yeah. they're sixteen, they, they look over seventeen. 18. Yeah, or yeah. eighteen. Well, they I look guess. like they're twenty-year-olds playing seventeen-year-olds. I think. Yeah. Right. And yeah. they. And 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 in this era, because we should state whereabouts are we? We're in forty something, forty-three, I think. Yeah. Like, this is an era where if you're a 17-year-old girl, you're probably getting married, to be honest. Like, yeah. it's not... It's... I don't know. It feels strange. Like, no one's going to mm-hmm. adopt you when yeah. you're 17. Right. They're going yeah. to take you home. <laughs> right. It's strange. Anyway, the priest who's driving, which I was expecting the first time I saw this, I thought it was going to be that priest from... Which one is it? The first Annabelle? Yes. The first Annabelle? Yeah. 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 Like a younger version? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be yeah. like a cool young version of him with the cool sexy nun and they'll be flirting mm-hmm. all the time, but no. Yeah, he's warning them as he drops them off at the big old house. Don't be alarmed if you don't see Mrs. Mullins much. She's got a condition. She was in an accident many years ago, which I think is cool because we've seen an accident, but it didn't involve her. So then you're like, oh, what else right. happened? Yeah, I was definitely thrown by that to begin with. I was like, well, huh? Was she hit too? I don't understand. I like it. Um, and then we're going to get the staple for the series, a single shot as we move through the house. Which I'm interested if the director here was just smart enough to watch the others and go, oh, this is what works. Or if this was a, like a producer mandate of saying, no, this is how you need to set up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and even does that upside down camera turn too, right? Mm. That I, is also like a thing that they repeat over and over again. Yeah. I, I like this sort of contextual mapping that they do. Just to say, like, it, it just feels like it... It sets up the playground immediately for the audience. So you kind of know like where the spooky rooms are, where the shadows are. So it gives you a sense of uh, expectation and anticipation. And then it can start subverting and playing with those. The thing I also like about this house is that in the same way that I like the house in The Conjuring, it feels like my issue with Conjuring 2 that I said it a lot was that it felt like a set. It felt like... A lot of money had just gone into building this sort of set and the, the way it was lit made it feel like that. Whereas this, like The Conjuring, feels lived in, feels more lived in and real to me. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think is testament to the art design and everything else. Because it is 100% a set, but they do much better things with it. Um, and yeah, I think these single shot openings are integral. Like, I think they're so important. Because one, it makes you feel like you are with them exploring the house. Because you always got people like coming for the first time to these places. 
and it allows you to feel like you're you're in it with them and then yeah you just understand the full geography of the house uh the girls are like really excited because the house is so massive and they don't even want to be adopted i love the like weird bit with like oh my god there's a tv and mr mullins who's just like the most just like flat gruff man <laughs> possible but not in a mean way kind of like gentle mm-hmm. with it it's just like no nah, tv's broken <laughs> it's just so, like immediately. Yeah. so i read a thing where Anthony LaPaglia said that he deliberately would not speak to and avoid most of the girls on set so that they would not like him. Ha! Huh. That's funny. Maybe it's just because he doesn't like children. <laughs> that was his actual yeah. excuse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's an acting decision. This was decision. a choice for my process. Yeah, keep them away from me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is a door to where he said the Mullins, like him and his wife, live and they're not meant to go through it. But he doesn't make a big deal. It's not like never go in there he's just like that's where we live that's our part of the house he's installed well no he hasn't installed there's already a chair in the staircase which the blonde girl jan because the the nun and her immediately saying can we sleep downstairs rather than upstairs because of her leg but he's put his chair in so we're setting up another spooky for sure uh, and yeah and then he's explaining that it won't work unless you click your seatbelt in so you know there's going to be a problem with that later as well um, and then we're immediately getting to it we see a ghost going towards the shut door which Janice Loved doesn't it. see, but she feels happen. Alex is looking happy. Shannon's looking grumpy. <laughs> <sighs> like I, I, I wrote in my notes. Love a background ghost. They scare the shit out of me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I wrote in my notes. This is a slow ride to hell. But the thing, <laughs> the thing I like also in some of this opening here and with this first sighting of this ghost is that narratively they're immediately setting up that it's like okay it's haunted but we're just like we're now just going to play with a slow build of showing you things in the background or things moving but we're gonna we're gonna hold back on the jump scares and we're gonna you know build that ride for you which i really liked Mm -hmm. well and it's just got a a very old-fashioned feel to it like which Mm -hmm. not just because of the era but the way they're approaching this is a lot more like we're not gonna have gore in this movie in this film we're not actually going to do anything that that's that shocking with imagery other than a half a body at one point. So it's ostensibly a very polite horror film. However, instead, they're just going to play with the tension all the time. You just yeah. old scares. Well, and there's a huge amount of religious imagery in the house itself. So like oh, yeah. the, all the shots going through, like even the railing that takes you upstairs is like straight from churches that I've been in, right? Like that old school wooden railing that has like the red like stained glass in it or whatever it's called and even like the front door has crosses all over it that you can't tell are these upside down or are these right way up so i think immediately they're setting up like uh, a lot of tension just by showing us the full house because it's so well designed yeah that's a good note um, yeah, those yeah, we, crosses were cool because Bethany was like, oh, did you see those upside down crosses on the door? And I was like, hey, yeah. what? Yeah. We had to rewind yeah. it. It's yeah, great design. Yeah. Seems like a seems like a bad decision when you're building a house. Uh, you know what that yeah. wall could yeah. use? Upside down crosses. Um, a horrible idea. We should say David F. Sandberg, when he had done Lights Out, that was his first, you know, movie, big budget movie as well. And he was scared. And he said he really went into every detail. They storyboarded every moment. They meticulously designed every element of that film that when he got to and he didn't feel it worked as well as he had hoped so when he got to annabelle creation they didn't storyboard any of this stuff like he claims at least that they went there and they're like we're going to be there on set obviously there's a lot of development in this stuff so you but they're going to get there and then figure it out is the word he used 
and like walk around the spaces, design the scares more. I like they're written into the script, you know, but I'm like figure out the angles and how to approach each of these scenes and each of these scares once he got to set so that it wasn't as meticulously planned. And it was more just sort of, yeah, figuring out as you go along, which if I mean, I'm sure it's true to a degree, whether it's entirely true or not, I feel it works very, very well in this film and definitely better than in Lights Out. So, yeah. So, okay. So the girls are picking their rooms again. For some reason, the older girls are fucking bitches to these to the lead two. They're telling they, they so the older look. Here's the deal. There's a bunk bed, which I guess is the only way they can get it that the older girls wouldn't want that room. But the girl, the older girls would have got a room on their own. That's a room just for two people. Yeah. It is surrounded by dolls, half-made dolls, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Not perfect. But the other room is like four beds in it. So you've all got to share. So the older girls are there and they pick the two youngest girls to like share with them because they're like a weird clique. Um, yeah, and kind of push out the other well, two. Well, no, I think they're meant to... I think the other two girls are meant to be older than the two leads yeah. because they say like we're gonna talk about boys do you want to talk about boys yeah no yeah. <laughs> no that's what i mean so like the leads are like the in-between age bracket oh yeah because then you got yeah because they the older girls want to like share a room with the youngest girls like the black girl and the one that i honestly oh, see, forgot I thought, existed are you sure yeah, I, thought, like, I thought the yeah i thought those girls were older no way no they're definitely yeah. younger Oh, they, I'm know. kind of, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm on Shannon's side I here. think just the implication really? that they say we're going to, the four yeah. of us, they include them, that they're going to talk about boys. So I think that we're supposed to think that those four girls are in their early to mid-teen years, right? And in a space where they are interested in boys, whereas the other two are interested in dolls. That's insanity. And not interested in boys yet. That's insanity. They're so young. Like, just looking at photos of them all together now, like, they're so young. Well, listen, some people bloom early. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like, the girl, because you got the girl with the pigtails, who is basically mm-hmm. just doesn't exist. Right. But I, I do think that that's what they're trying to set up, that mainly because it's the, like, those are the girls that have dolls. They make a point to say they're going to talk about boys in that room. No, but I feel like that's I, the two older ones saying that they want to talk about boys in that room and for whatever reason they you know uh, they like pushing this stuff on i felt it's more that thing that you know the other two girls are getting too close to their age so they're more of a threat you know so they prefer mm, like oh. the younger ones who they can be the cool older ones too i don't know i disagree it seemed like I'm sending for a the photo two- right now like there's absolutely no way the pigtail girl is 100 percent the youngest of this group like there's no way she looks like she's like 10 Oh, here comes the image. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just bad casting. I think, but I think I, Linda, maybe. Janice is definitely older than them, than these two. Like, Linda. Yeah, but, yeah maybe. Could be their age. Mm-hmm. Particularly the pigtail girl with the pink top on. Mm-hmm. But, like. Listen, they're orphans. They've seen a lot, they've been through a lot. <laughs> Okay. I mean, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. The two older ones are like way older than anybody yeah. else. There. Yeah. I kind of think, just in general, these that's bad casting. Yeah. Well, and yeah, just and I mean, I guess casting. like Janice is disabled, so she's immediately ostracized anyway. Um, and then Linda still people. likes playing with toys and dolls, regardless of her, even if she is slightly older or not that that's made her also kind of get pushed to the fringes. 
Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Maybe Pigtail Girl, she's just an early bloomer. She's yeah. into boys. She's like, dolls? Oh, he needs dolls. Whatever. Give me that dick. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to take this opportunity to remind you to click to rate this podcast. You want to hear right more now. inappropriate dick jokes? <laughs> Oh man. Oh. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, all right. So they're exploring. Janice finds the door to Annabelle or B. Should we just call it B for now? B's room, uh, which is where the ghost was sort of heading to. And she sees there are heights lined up the door. They go to the age of seven. And then Mr. Mullins turns up. It's like that room is definitely off bounds, which I feel you'd say as soon as you come in. You don't go, go upstairs and find your rooms. Well, <laughs> he makes a point to say it's locked. Yeah, he does. Which really bothered and you then, later. I love it. I want to get to that bit. I couldn't believe that you were counting on that. <laughs> and then we got the sexy nurse who's in her room. She's finding this. She's got a dumb waiter in her room. <laughs> mm. Right. So again, we're setting up so many things here that you can do spookies with. And her then Bible oh, page starts flipping. The pages in her Bible start flipping. Yep. Get like, out. Immediately. That's get. the clue. It's not a draft. <laughs> get out. No Bible flippage. <laughs> So everyone goes to explore the grounds other than Janice, who's just watching from her window. And then the door begins to close behind her. And we just see the out of focus figure of a little girl proving just how important it is to control your depth of field in a horror film. Because it's really nicely done where you just can't see it, but you can see enough. And Shannon was already making noises. Yeah, probably a lot of like, uh, no, why is this happening? And then we're going to set up even more things because they all eat dinner. And then they hear a little bell ringing, which is Mrs. Mullins. Like, it's like, honestly, like, they, they just must make a list of how many creepy things can we shove. The dumb waiter, we should say, we watched the making of, and they were saying, the director was saying it was actually the art designer put it in, wasn't it? Um, and that, but not with no reason for it to be there. And then the director saw it and was like, oh, we could do something cool with this. And then went to the screenwriter and they wrote that whole scene later into the movie. Interesting. Yeah, that scene where they're at dinner and the bell rings and I think hot nurse gets up, hot nun, sorry, and goes to tend... Oh, no. Does she do it or does Mr. Mullins get up? No, Mr. Mullins gets up. She tends to her at a, at a later date. Right. But the girl. Yeah, the one te- of the older the, girls. One of the older girls awkwardly like goes to watch yeah. and hot and hot nun isn't like, mind your own business, right? <laughs> yeah. She goes, hot nun's just like, yeah, go sneak and look inside the room. She goes to watch and stands there and we, we're like. We have a close-up of her almost crying as she's watching. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was really, really strange. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it they was. definitely try and make it that you're meant to be scared of Mrs. Mullins in this, right. but without really giving us a good reason other than, sure, it'd be creepy. Yeah. Like, I get that that would be a creepy place if you just moved in there. It's a bunch of kids. That room seems a bit weird and you don't know why you can't see her and stuff. But, and then all the mm-hmm. lights do go blinky. So, yeah. yeah, definitely not necessary how scared she looks. And then we are even more straight into it because Janice wakes up to a note getting poked under the door that just says, <sighs> find me. Which is like B used to do to her dad, um, mm-hmm. and that leads her to the locked room, which, as Shannon said, That's not locked, <laughs> not locked. Okay, change so the fucking locks. None of them work. Did she go to bed with her boots on? I think it's just how she sleeps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's uh, she's crippled. She can't possibly take her shoes off. You never know. Honest to God, Alex, I can't tell you how Shannon just like, oh, it's fine because the door's locked, and then she opens it. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was I 
rely on locks in my life, okay? <laughs> it's very wrote, upsetting to me. I couldn't fathom it. You were like looking so relaxed. You're like, this doesn't matter. The door's locked. She won't be able to get in. <laughs> like, what I thought for sure. Like, we- I thought for sure we were setting something up. That she was going to try and open the door or test it. And it was going to be locked. And we were just using this moment to build tension. And then like at a later moment, a kind of what ends up happening, a key would be found, right? That's how I thought this was going to go. Which is why I was so shocked because that we just didn't care about the fact that the door is unlocked. Because when she goes up to the door, we there's there's a we hear it unlock. Oh, oh do, do we? we? Yeah, there's, there's I think a I sound. I don't know this because I didn't hear about twenty five percent of this movie because Shannon was screaming. Yeah, probably. No, there's I'm definitely the there's definitely like a sound design thing in there where as she approaches, does another note come out saying I'm in here? Is that? Or something like that? Or does she just... Uh, yeah, there is another note that comes out. She sa- It says, like, in here yeah. or something. So she picks up that note, and then she looks up at the door, and you hear, a, like, a sound cue that just goes, chick, of the door unlocking. Oh, yeah, by that time, I was going, oh, God. Oh, not another note. Oh, God. <laughs> so in B's room, there's a dollhouse. There's the B doll, I mean, inside yeah. the dollhouse. This is where it gets confusing, because yeah. there's, like, a doll yeah. of B who's actually Annabelle, but it's not the Annabelle doll. Uh, which again is kind of—I mean, it makes sense if you're the—if your father's a doll maker, he's probably made her that house. And he's going to make little versions of her to put in it. But also, they don't do anything with that in the movie. And then she finds a key though in the dollhouse, which—I mean, do we want to get into the weeds on this? Because we're going to find out essentially that this doll was locked into this room and you know protected with all these sort of Bible pages around it and all this stuff. Would you then put the key in the dollhouse or are we meant to believe the ghost has somehow found this key somewhere and moved it to the dollhouse? I feel like we're meant to believe the goat, like that dollhouse has its own like dimin- like the ghost has put the key there is what I, I think. I wish they had done more with the dollhouse because I feel like, especially with there being a bee like doll in there, you could have done cool stuff of like someone knowing exactly where that ghost is yeah. by like you know what yeah, i mean do like a like a harry potter map thing where when you look in there yeah. and suddenly the bee dolls like ch- move to somewhere else and then she turns around again yeah. and the bee dolls move to somewhere else inside that dollhouse yeah. and she's standing right behind where you are standing or something like that yeah and then i think that helps with the key stuff too because there's like an idea that like the doll would have like put it in that you know what i mean i do know what you mean shannon i do know what you mean Thank so you. what i find interesting is is we have very like right away it's established that the house is haunted and haunted by and haunted by haunted by B. And we find out in this moment, which is explained in greater detail later on, that Annabelle, the doll, the demonic doll, is kept in this drawer, uh, in this in this closet with Bible passages, like you said, Alan. Yet how does it have power to manipulate everything if it's kept I think, in this thing? But I think that's a separate thing. Is it? Is it too like? I think we're gonna have to. Well, let's get when we get to it. When they explain it, let's okay. get into it then a bit more. Because yeah, I, I'm with right. you. I hear what you're saying. I think we'll need to go through yeah. it as they give us that information at the end to see does this make sense or not. Because at the moment, at least, it's operating as a separate thing. The dolls there, the bee ghost is like potentially at this point a good bee ghost. But then why the bee ghost would be wanting to lead her to get the key to open it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and we also set up something with there being increments of 12 years that comes later that I don't know if like the ghost is back because it's been 12 years, but who knows? 
But why? Yeah, but I don't know why 12 years. It's not like she was even 12. No she idea. was seven, it says on the door. Anyway, she was seven. It? I think that's a top height. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. They hate 12 year olds. So yeah, Janice sees this room, obviously freaks out because there's a fucking chair with a spooky doll <laughs> sitting on it. And so she closes the door and locks it again, but then the door reopens, proving to Shannon fucking locks mean nothing. <laughs> um, and then it my locks again. work for anyone that is listening my locks fucking work <laughs> so she throws a blanket over annabelle which oh yes here we go Shannon's oh, saying, you just made it worse and then she goes and stands and looks out the window sees mr mullins who's off in like his toy shed or whatever the fuck he's doing who then sees her in the room and then doesn't comment on it later. It does nothing. It's very weird. He seems to see her in the room, but maybe he thinks he's seeing Annabelle in the room, like his daughter. He's seeing B in the room or something. I don't know. He comes running in, and then when she turns around, there's a sheet. Oh, uh, wait. No. He doesn't come running in. No, he doesn't come he, running in. When he sees it, no, not into the room. walking. Yeah. But he, like, looks up and then looks like he hastens his pace, like, after looking up, but then just never appears. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, I thought for sure he's coming in to the room, and this is how we're going to get out of this moment, right? But no. No. But instead, we have an awesome fucking moment as with her back turned to it. Because again, you've seen the sheet go over her. You know how small Annabelle is on the chair. And then suddenly the length of the sheet becomes how big Annabelle can be. So the legs are then on the floor and it just like stands up and then starts walking towards her. But then it's getting like the sheet caught under its feet. So it's gradually pulling. I don't know how you write this in a script because it's kind of complicated. And then it's just pulling the sheet off over the top of her head. And then when it does pull it off, there's just nothing there and it falls to the floor. Oh, that bit is so good. It is so, so good. So, so good. Love it. And it, like they've really just, honestly, they're going for it really early on. And again, it's, it's simple, old-fashioned spookies. It's nothing like nasty or violent. It's something that's almost any age could watch these kind of things. But it's just the because of the build... It's it is scary. No. <laughs> you loving it, Shannon? <laughs> no. And now's where we get introduced to the well. Another thing oh toy for them to play with. Or I think yeah. they're gonna like basically do a ring remake in here as well. And then yeah, so this sorry, the next day the kids are like hanging out, seeing the well. They tell Linda to go hide because basically they want her to fuck off so they can all hang out and talk about talk about that dick as Shannon so eloquently put it. Yeah. <laughs> but then they don't go and look for her for a bit. They do eventually, but they're like, whatever. So she goes running off to hide. Um, at the same time, Janice is confessing to the sexy uh, nun that she broke into this room. It's very weird. Every now and then, just the images just keep popping up on my, on my feed uh, of the nurse. <laughs> it really wants me to keep looking at it. I'm freaking out. So she's confessing what she did, but wait, you, so you and Katie are watching this. You've both had some extensive Jesus knowledge. Yeah. Uh, can yeah. nuns take She's confession? not letting her confess at all. This is not how confession goes in any way, shape or form at all, at all. And also a nun is not allowed to take confession, just a priest. So this is all bullshit, bullshit. Which is also bullshit is the fact that no, women aren't allowed to take confession. <laughs> but Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't really work, but whatever. And then this terrible moment, maybe the worst acting in the film, I think, is when Linda puts her head in the room, scans the room from left to right while they're sitting right in the middle of it and then looking for a hiding place. And then she suddenly sees them in the middle. (laughs) It's so bad. It's like, oh, it's so stupid. I just I don't even know. I don't know what the point of that is. It's so stupid. Is it as stupid as what she does next, which is decides I'm going to hide under the stairs? I, 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 I. I have no words. I have no words. 
Just the spiders. It's insane. There's cobwebs everywhere. Yeah. Well, because you see the cobwebs and things like that as she's opening up the door to the stairs. There is no way like a 10-year-old child is going. You take one look at those spider webs and you go, "Mm, no, I'll find someplace else. (laughs) The other kids find a scarecrow setting up another spooky for later. Great sunken eyes. I love those sunken eyes. So good. With, uh, I'm getting that name smelled up. With, not Janet. Is it Janet? Yeah. No, no, Janice. Janice. Sorry, which one? Janice. Linda. Linda. Sorry, again the fucking hot nun. Yeah, the the young one with Linda. She's under the stairs hiding, and then Annabelle just happens to be under the, the doll, which just happens to be under there with her. And we're gonna see. We had to rewind it because Shannon was hiding her eyes, so we had to like rewind so she could get a good look at it. <laughs> right behind. Yeah, I really appreciate you for that. We're gonna see demon eyes. Just glowing yeah, I, in I the darkness. I didn't notice this right away either until I read about it and had to go back and watch it. Fucking cool. And I've noted down here, which may be usurped later, biggest scream I've ever heard. <laughs> wow. A mega scream. A mega, mega scream. That was <laughs> insane. Shannon lost his I shit. Did. I did. I really lost. The demon thing really gets me. Which what I love because again this director was told you can do a lot of things that you want to do you're not allowed to show Annabelle moving but you could show her moving in different ways and it's kind of weird because they could show her moving because they are showing and they've shown in previous films if she moves it's not her moving it's the demon controlling her right. essentially playing around with her so I love that we're setting I love this I don't normally like this shit I don't normally like glowing fucking eyes in the dark it can look stupid but here it's really cool like <sighs> up, up until a point which we get to I think. They do a really great job of what they show of the demon in this. Yes. I agree. Up until a point. <laughs> Not okay. Meanwhile, we're setting up future nightmares for Shannon uh, as Mr. Mullins <sighs> is looking at a picture of the sexy nun in Romania with some other people. And as he moves the picture, there's like it's almost like a hologram. We yeah, see it's like an the old nun hologram. Herself. It really yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. But also like everyone is like oh i don't know who that is huh weird we aren't just like commenting on the fact that she looks fucking terrifying <laughs> <Your> little gnashes. <laughs> like you yeah. would remember that bitch <laughs> and then because they just need another spooky scene the two older girls are under a blanket at nighttime with a flashlight telling stories <sighs> about mrs mullins making up shit about <sighs> her about her back history and why she can't be seen and then they hear the little bell starts ringing from downstairs and then it rings again and it's closer and then it rings again and it's in the room with them mm-hmm. and then fucking great <laughs> we get a hand under the blanket and then the porcelain face which we haven't seen yet so it looks really surreal yeah. when you first see it and then the blanket comes off and it's another kind of magic trick moment because it looks like it's in one shot and it's, there's just nothing there gone and big fucking scream from shannon yeah so yeah. at this point, uh, to our listeners, Al has shared his um, notes with me so I can start updating you on Shannon's jumps. So he, from this uh. point, Al has written five jumps with a question mark. So from here, we've got five jumps. We'll be counting from jump number six, which will be the next one. It's because I had two onwards. confirmed in my notes. But at that point, Katie said there'd only been, uh, I think, three or four. And I had 100% noticed more. Than that, that's <laughs> fine. So I think right. I just, I, I would think just, I just like added, to I was say, lenient and added one. We're at five. I had a very long day. I was very tired. I thought it would make me numb, but apparently my I was just fried and um, anyway, jumpy. Then the sister. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the sister goes to help Mrs. Mullins. And we get our first time really meeting her. We see a reflection in the mirror that she's wearing half a porcelain doll's mask on for her face. So we are getting confirmation. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe that was her. Maybe we should be scared of Mrs. Mullins. Because they're doing a lot of good yeah. misdirection here of what should yeah. you be focusing on. There are a lot of things they've thrown up in the air. And then Janice is finding a picture of B with the doll. And we have this great bit where she's going to bed and she like puts the photo under the darkness and then the eyes, B's eyes in the photo begin to glow. That's right. And then she takes it out. She's like playing with that for a bit, which is great. Yeah. And then she takes it and, and like puts it in her bed with her. Shannon's yeah. <laughs> literally I mean, just going, no. I wish like, they what had, the fuck? I wish they had done something more in these build-up moments to suggest that Mrs. Mullins could be evil. I mean, I know we had that little ghost bit, but every time we kind of cut to her in the room, the mask reveals really cool, but she mm-hmm. still seems kind of... She seems so weak and feeble. Pitiful. That, yeah, yeah. The, and beautiful still. That It doesn't feel like there is a potential mm-hmm. threat there. I think that, well, she's the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. And I think this yeah. is part of the thing yeah. with the film. It's like, if you know your horror films, you know where to look. Like, you know what's really yeah. happening. Like, I don't feel there's anything here that you can't piece together. But this film does also kind of work as sort of baby's first horror movie, you know? Like, it does kind of mm-hmm. work as you're a teenager and you're going to cinema to your first thing and then you might be conned into some of this stuff. Um, yeah. Did you just say baby's first horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> No, but that's kind of God the beauty of this movie is like it is again, it's all about that tension. But on what you're actually seeing, there's nothing that nasty. Like this, I'm surprised that this, if it wasn't maybe for the half a body being ripped later, I, this would have got a lower rating for sure. Because you don't have swearing, you don't have sex, you don't have nudity, mm-hmm. and the imagery isn't nasty. It's just well orchestrated. Mm. <sighs> so we're going to get some of that vinyl, the LP playing in from B's room. So Your Linda, des- Linda decides. My only sunshine, sunshine. you make make me happy, happy. poor skies are gray. (laughs) Which I kept trying to listen to those lyrics and think, is there some metaphor here? But no, I don't think there is. It's just a creepy song. Uh, Well, the song continues. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. I feel like there's something with that. Yeah, sure. Quite tenuous, though. And then there's a verse yeah. where it's like, if you're a doll, a scary doll, <laughs> you'll not kill me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, so Linda just decided, you know what, let's go check this out. Music, I love music. Let's go, let's go Dumb bitch. Room. Dumb bitch. Annabelle's sitting on the bed, though. So they're hanging out. Janice is there as well. And looking for a little kaleidoscope. They don't do anything with the kaleidoscope. I was for sure thinking they were going to. Yeah. yeah I thought for sure you were going to see a face in that kaleidoscope. Nothing. A Valak style face. Oh. And then Janice tells her that she thinks Annabelle or B is in the room. So Linda picks up this toy gun thing, which again, great. There's so many fucking great little, little setups. Picks up this gun, which you like shoot out and the ball's on a piece of string. And then you I use like a fishing toy. fucking... It's cool. Oh. I don't know if these existed or not, but they're great. <laughs> they did. They did. It's My grandpa cool had one. So great. You like wind it back in again. So she's using that and uh, accidentally hits Annabelle's face. <laughs> on the bed. I love that. And the doll is now looking at them as well. Uh, jump, jump six, by the way. Oh, sorry, Alex. Yep, you have these jump notes Jump six now. with the gun. Janice, however, isn't scared. And Shannon's really having trouble with this. Which I really, one thing I appreciate with this movie is that Janice does acknowledge very early on, oh, there is a spirit in this house, but she doesn't acknowledge it as evil. 
she thinks it's just something trying to communicate. And, you know, she's a lonely orphan. Older girls I, are shunning this her. This is where I was... All the women in this movie are dumb. Dumb <laughs> bitches all around. All, well, I take that back. Linda tries to be smart. Like, she weapons up. I'm into that. We'll get to her trying to get rid of the doll later. I feel like I'm on board with Linda's actions. She is treating things appropriately. Everyone else can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so then... Janice is having a look at uh, B's diary and it just has a bunch of empty pages after she died and then one that just says dear diary today I came home door yep. shuts there it is Bethany um, before that was laughing because when Linda runs out she was like she's like she still took the toy with her <laughs> yep. yeah could be a haunted gun yep smart girl weapon up so yeah definitely a nod to the future Annabelle film Annabelle comes home Door shuts, and that is... Jump seven. Then we're going to get a complete... Because they're just throwing everything at this kitchen sink included. There's a fucking Punch and Judy show that the ghost decides to put on. Fuck that puppet show. <laughs> In a scared way. Uh, Not that I didn't like it, but it was freaky. Yeah. Oh, so that's yeah, working for you guys? I didn't like it. I mean, it's like, yeah, they're, they're, they're winding up the dial now and they're going for it. But yeah, yeah I, thought it was, I thought it was freaky. Okay. That was one of the bits that didn't work for me so well, but I'm happy if it, if it is. The the dollhouse lights are coming on, which again, I was thinking here's where we're going to get some payoff for the dollhouse, but we don't. Yeah. And then she comes just face to face with Annabelle, who's just there at the window, tapping the glass. <sighs> and then we have a little back and forth of, will you help me? She says, what do you need? <sighs> and then she just turns, CGI Your demon soul. face. <laughs> and that was, that was a big jump. And... <sighs> Afterwards, Shannon said, out of all the... I said, what was the scariest bit for you? You said that bit. Uh, yeah, that bit was very scary for me. Which to me was one of the least, because whenever we get... That's a disappointment for me. When we get like, oh, your turn, and we'll just do some CGI to your face to make it look demon-y. Not into it. Much more into like the blanket walking and all stuff like that. Like, what if... What if rather than, yeah, the CGI face, they had kept young Annabelle's face, but just done some like sound design on her voice... To give it that like demony your soul, that would, would still, that have also been too far? It's one of the problems I have just with possession stuff. I just don't like these little kids trying to act evil, and then when they add CGI to it, it makes it worse. You know, like uh, but at least to do like what they did with you know, shall I bring up that picture again of the nurse from the short film? Like do something like that on her face, make it look cool. Do some prosthetics on the kid, and then add some CGI to it or something. I don't know. Didn't work for me. Um, and then she gets dragged, jumped nine. Door slammed shut. <laughs> Jump ten. Uh. <laughs> oh man, I wish I was there. She scrambles away to get to the stair lift. Black smoke, CGI smoke starts spilling out of the room towards her. I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, okay, we just turned a corner. CGI faces, CGI smoke. I'm not going to like where this film's going. The chair, though, stops on its way down the stairs and then click, reverses to go back upstairs. Uh. Jump eleven. Why she doesn't unbuckle and just stop the chair, I don't know. Because she's been told it only works right? when you buckle right? Yeah. Although if locks don't yep. matter, maybe belt locks don't matter either. I was like, th- at this point, you throw yourselves down the fucking stairs. <laughs> and also, how does no one wake up? Yeah, nobody wakes up. It's insane. <laughs> uh, like, I think we even get a shot of everyone soundly sleeping in their beds after this. Yeah, because like when they showed that shot of them sleeping... I- I was thinking, like, was that meant to suggest that through whatever demonic power, like, 
it yeah, made them that oblivious they weren't. to that. Yeah, I had that thought too, but fuck it. Yeah, no, I agree. Fuck that. Like, you need some realistic mm-hmm. reactions for people. Otherwise, we're just in our own, yeah. you know, dimension. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Annabelle's waiting at the top of the stairs as the chair's going up. Jump 12. <laughs> <laughs> Janice is then lifted into the air, into the darkness. Shoe, not a foot, a shoe. I've got a foot falls from the ceiling written down, but a shoe falls <laughs> from the ceiling. And then she does. And it's fucking painful. She just like hits that ground hard. Yeah. Jump yeah. 13. <laughs> <laughs> And luckily, we're out of that little accelerated point. We're getting closer to 21 already, though. Is Shannon yeah, going to pass it? That was, uh, that was quite the thrill ride. You went from 6 to 13 in <laughs> one uh, sequence. It was genuinely everything. like watching someone lose their mind, that sequence. <laughs> it, well, and it all started. I think that's why whenever you asked me what was the scariest thing, it all started with that turn from right. Annabelle, right? So I think like you catalyst. got me at the beginning and then like there was just nowhere else to go but up. <laughs> and in all sincerity, Literally. because she was freaking out so much, I kept laughing and there was a point where I think uh, it might... I've annoyed Shannon a few times over the years, but I feel maybe the most. Like, she can't, like, you literally just like, stop fucking, it's not funny. Stop it. Stop laughing. Well, because you're laughing at these things, and I am dying in the middle, so it just makes it that much worse. (laughs) Because A, you're either laughing at my reaction, or you're laughing at what's happening, because you think it's stupid in comparison, (laughs) and I am dying. So either way, it's awful. (laughs) Definitely 70% laughing at you, don't worry. Uh, So they bring her home from the doctor's. And they say she's feeling all down now. Now she's in a in a wheelchair, so she's really wheelchair. incapacitated. And this Alex, when we went for those horror films, oh, this is the same year, isn't it? As uh, Curse of Chucky. The reason why I watched this film with you the first time was because we were in the middle of that retrospective, and you wanted it sort of as a reference to Cult of Chucky, which also has another wheelchair uh, lead character, or yep. lead character in a wheelchair, and is also a doll film. Yeah, and here we are. Exactly. Some good parody going on that going on this year. And now because of that, she has to sleep in the living room on the sofa, which is cool. We're mixing stuff up a little bit. For some reason, her friend doesn't want to sleep there with her. <laughs> right. going to leave her. Oh, we're always together. Always together. Oh, you're sleeping in the living room? Mm. I'm going to go yeah, upstairs. Yeah, no, we're done. <laughs> but here, let's switch dolls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I kept thinking something was going to happen with those as well. Could they even focus on that in the last shots of the movie, this doll? And it's like, eh. I think it just represents her emotional tie. But. Yeah. Well, and they do a little something with it later. Yeah. But. Yeah. So Janice is telling the sister, look, we got to, not just me, I mean the nun, whatever. Look, we have to leave. She says she was thrown down the stairs by a spooky. But like all good religious people, they only believe you if you're talking about the positive side of spirits and not the negative side of spirits. She's like, no, don't be silly. Jesus loves you. Bye. So here we can assume at this point that the demon hasn't taken her soul. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. thought it had. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't. This is part of the, the EOP scale. This yeah, is, um, this is a pr- we're, we're the oppression. oppression. Yeah. We are. yeah. They are they are sticking to that, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, they're beating the cripple down real hard. You are we allowed to are you allowed to use that word? <laughs> I don't know. Nothing matters. <laughs> you just have. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe Mullins. and rate um, <laughs> and review. <laughs> yeah. Send Shannon your hate mail. Ooh. Uh, Mr. Mullins is telling his wife that he thinks it's a big mistake bringing the girls there. And I agree. 
it seems inappropriate when you know your house has been haunted as we're going to find out later and you know there's a literal room that no one should go in and you place it because otherwise evil will escape from it (sighs) and you place just young kids a room across from it yeah what's gonna fucking happen i don't why did you invite children to this home in general (sighs) bad idea bad idea and then he says it's been quiet for 12 years as he's carving this enormous cross. Right? He's whittling a cross. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, but they still haven't mapped everything out from us yet. There is still that sort of, okay, what actually happened in those 12 years? So Linda then decides, you know what? Let's keep looking in that room. Um, yeah. So she's, because <laughs> why not? Uh, she looks for the Jesus. keyhole to the room and sees Annabelle in the rocking chair. Uh. Rocking back and forth. So she's and like, she you know thinks what? to herself. Yeah, there you go. No, no, yeah, come on. <laughs> She thinks to herself, I should go in there. Dumb bitch. <laughs> I want to play on the rocking chair. Um, mm. But Annabelle's gone. So she sits in a room with a gun ready. I like that. We've got a good hard cut. Yeah. It's humorous. The blackness outside her room is insane. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Because she's essentially I mean, firing this gun into the blackness like she's fishing. Yeah. Yeah. This, this bit's kind of a slight echo to Conjuring 2 with the fire truck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's much like the two girls under the blankets. Like, this is a setup purely for a spooky. There's no... It's not very organic. I don't believe it, really. But it's a cool fucking scene. So, I'm I'm happy with like, Yeah, sure. Just I'm on this roller coaster. Give me your your contrived scenes. And Um, I mean, the cool bit is... is Because it is sort of an echo to the fire truck. My expectation was it shoots out and it's going to be thrown back. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But the fact that the line goes tight, Uh, uh, goes taut, and then goes up... Is fucking really cool, really, really cool. <sighs> yeah, because that's exactly it. Like, I, I think it would be creepy if you had it. Like, she shoots it out, and then it just sort of, if it stopped mid height, you know, as if someone's caught it, and then you get a pause, and then it gets thrown back, and that's totally what I was expecting. But no, they they're amping everything here to eleven. It's like, no, we're gonna go full <laughs> on, <sighs> uh, which from Shannon gets the requisite reaction. <sighs> Jump fourteen. There it is. And then something just fucking runs at her. The lights go off and then she gets into the lower bunk of her bunk bed. And she like peers down and you see these black footprints going to that lower bunk bed. Fucking great. Like when I first saw this movie, this was the only bit in the movie that I was actually tense on. Because like, what do, you, what do you do? You've already shown you don't want to go out of your room because there's bad shit happening out there. And now you've got something literally underneath you. Do you want to look down or not? Ugh. She does. Ugh. She peers down. The Annabelle doll is just looking back at her. And then a black demon hand pulls it away. Ugh. Yeah, it's really cool. Fucking love it. I was trying to think whether it was in this series or the Insidious series where to sort of represent the demon, they also use like black tar style footprints. But I couldn't remember. Yeah, it was. Because I've watched in, them all so close together now. Yeah, I think it, it might be Insidious. Two. Maybe, oh yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it wasn't Insidious. Yeah, I think it would have to be because I don't remember it being used in anything that we've seen thus far. Um, what I don't love, however, is then she falls asleep. Yeah! <laughs> How the fuck are you sleeping with that bullshit happening? The animal, like something just grabbed your ball, went up into the air... Then black footprints went to the bed under you. Annabelle doll suddenly there. You see a demon hand pull it out. And then you're like, I'm mm, pretty sleepy. I'll deal with this in the morning. Uh. Fucking weird. It feels like a scene yeah, was you, cut. Do you think the demon pulled the Annabelle doll out and was like waiting to do the next big scare <laughs> and then was like, 
What? <laughs> Why are you peering? <laughs> it's customary to check what happened. Yeah, maybe that's how, maybe that's how you really defeat demons. You just like fall just asleep and it. don't deal with it. Uh, well, yeah, you, I mean, mm-hmm. you have more power, Shannon, because you are the living. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't forget that. <laughs> I'm going to remind myself of that. <laughs> oh, that was insidious as well, wasn't it? I'm crossing my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole mantra in it. So next morning, the nun is taking Janice out in her wheelchair. And for some reason, oh, actually, yes, because then she leaves and then suddenly the wheelchair starts to get pushed by somebody else. And from Shannon, we get another little jump 15. There we go. Um, I love this because she turns around to look at who's pushing her. She can't obviously do anything about it, which is great. And the sun is like very nicely blocking with the silhouette, whoever's pushing her. So we're going to ascertain later the demons essentially utilizing other people's forms to kind of freak them out. Is this meant to be the sister, essentially, that it's utilizing? I think so. It's the same costume the sister's wearing. So I would assume so. And then it's like calling back to what we had earlier with uh, the Phantom of the Opera, where the girls see her, right? And think that it's... So now we're really properly getting, oh, no, the demon is taking over these forms. Different forms. Okay. Interesting. Because you're definitely like, there's a point as well where they could have easily just gone with folding fucking Valak into this as well, but they don't. Yeah, because I remember when I first saw this film, I think I was like, oh, there's a creepy nun. And then I think you were kind of giving me slight background to the characters. So for a long time, I thought Valak was in this film outside of just that little hologram. And then watching it, I was like, well, that no, that's definitely not her there because it also wouldn't make much sense no gnashy teeth so yeah the, this the demon basically tips uh janice into the barn and yeah i'd written down i appreciate that janice isn't possessed mm-hmm. which i may have written down a little too early yeah <laughs> but, and then we have a whole bunch of scares which means jump 16 jump 17 God damn it. there they are bam bam we're getting uh, close to that 22 uh, <laughs> uh, eking up on it there's a cupboard in this barn, which I wrote down. Is it one? Is it the one from The Conjuring? Because I felt that would have been easy, like, tie-in, albeit maybe too much. It does look similar. I don't think it is, though. But it does look similar to it. And then she's hiding under the eaves as Annabelle. I love this as well, because they pan around and you literally just see... Sorry, B, I guess. They're under the eaves with her. But because they're so blatant with it, you don't necessarily notice it properly as being weird for a second until it just crawls towards her. Yeah, uh, and then throws up in her mouth, and Shannon. Jump eighteen. Shannon freaks out. Uh, why? Jump why? 18. Why? And that, vomit my friends, from one mouth to another. Complete. Yeah, that completes the eop. <sighs> that is now possession. <sighs> she has been eoped. Uh. Yeah, I do like uh, her friend Linda. There's none of that bullshit of like, oh, you know, like uh, not conning of a friend when they're possessed people always go along with this shit too long in yeah movies. it's like linda's a bit like no there's something wrong with janice straight away um which i appreciate and then we're trying to move focus now linda really is our lead actress and i like how they do that there's a little bit of a switcheroo but we spent enough time with linda to still think of her you know we know her well um so it's pretty organic so then she's telling like she tells mr mullen that janice found a doll and he's not happy about it. And I love as well, his reaction to it is not realistic in terms of you going, oh shit, this changes everything. Now I understand what's going on. Yeah. Let's sort it out. He's just like, shouldn't, shouldn't have gone in there. <laughs> That's like, it's very weird. 
And then he goes inside with his big old whittled cross and finds the Annabelle doll at the dining table with a note that just says, found you. Uh. <laughs> no, you didn't jump. Don't worry. You're fine. Yeah, you got no jumps. And Janice wheelchairs in behind him and then stands up. And then she just starts singing and steps backwards as the hallway turns black. Mm. Her eyes glow uh. and then lift as she becomes the demon, mm. but in the darkness. Uh. And there are these incredible, like, cracking sounds uh. as it's happening. Yeah. yeah. So the sound design there's cool. The sound design the, every time they use those, like, movie is great. cracking bones. Uh. Yeah. Mm. Mr. Mullins is holding out his old whittled cross. It's lucky he made that. But it just snaps his fingers back one by one. And it's pretty nasty. Pretty nasty, yeah. This like you know, it's not it's not gory. I think it's still light on the horror scale, but but considering where we've what where we've, we've had been. so far in yeah. this film, yeah, it's like it is very nasty. And that's kill one. Yeah. First kill. We're back to conjuring numbers rather than rather than animal numbers. I, and I and I feel like seeing this scene, even thinking back to the previous ones we've watched it does feel the most violent. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Like the first time we're seeing like the the demon being physically like really violent with with killing someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which no, is like a cool change. enjoying it. Yeah. That's what I really mm. don't like about the Annabelle series versus the Conjuring stuff is because Annabelle, people actually die, right? The demons actually kill people. Whereas in the Conjuring, they talk about deaths that happen from these demons, but it doesn't actually ever happen. Yeah, which is a problem I have with the contrary ones. Uh, that's why I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, with most possession films, a lot of talk, not a lot of action. <sighs> which again, I'm fine with the talking, but yeah, not a lot of actual following through. So the sister finds Mr. Mullins killed by CGI. Um, <laughs> incredibly CGI face. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. It's like he not only didn't want to mix with the young actors, like, do you want to do some practical makeup on your face? No. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's just like for that one little shot, it would have been so easy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I feel like his answer was just like, what's your budget on this film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can yeah. fucking afford to put some CGI on my face. Yeah. <laughs> his buddy gets taken away. And then the sister decides, let's go and talk to Mrs. Mullins. As Janice is just sitting in her wheelchair holding the Annabelle doll now. Well, and also, <laughs> like, Mrs. Mullins doesn't seem to give a shit that, like, her husband is dead. <laughs> I know. I know. His, that yeah. was very upsetting <laughs> to me. Sure that, win. like, no action was taken in any way, shape, or form. Yep. No, it is a bit frustrating. I feel like she's massively underserved. And she's a good actress. Yeah, she so is. She's a great actress. Because is that still meant to... Is that still meant to give the audience a... Are they still playing with that slight suggestion that she's something Mrs. Mullins could be evil? Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe, they, maybe in their head they are, but I don't think effectively they are. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it doesn't. It it becomes just a bit yeah. nothing really. Mm-hmm. No, completely. Like and a I do wasted think there's just, like, there's just too many characters here. That's the problem. They're playing with a lot, and this is a long movie, and they still don't yeah get to service everybody. So like nighttime, Linda is deciding. Like Shannon said, she's a proactive one. She armed up before. Yeah, sure. She fell asleep on the job, but whatever. Now she's deciding, I'm going to get the Annabelle doll, take it to the well, because let's start a new urban legend. Right. <laughs> like spooky. But the sister sees her doing it, follows it out. These shots outside are beautiful. Yeah, they are. They're like, gorgeous. Really nice. Like very lit, like very Hollywood, but really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Just love it. 
and I love this bit because before the sister gets to her, Linda hears someone following her, but every time she turns around, it stops. Ugh. Oh. And then every time she turns around again, it's getting it's louder getting following her. Oh. And then it How the shadows, like the shadows building on her back as well. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's so good. And then, yeah, she drops the doll down the well as the sister watches. And you're thinking, how much, how long can we go with, uh, with, with sort of drawing this out if people don't believe the kids? Mm-hmm. And then an arm comes out to drag her into the well. Jump 19. Mm. Sister saves her. They put the lid like, over the well. The the sister, like a superhero, right. just grabs oh, yeah. the well lid and just like throws it over so easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what those attractive nuns can do. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Hot nuns are strong. They've got the power of Jesus inside them. <laughs> the power Ooh. of Christ compels you. <laughs> yeah. Lid of the well starts banging like fucking crazy <laughs> as they're running away, which I'm relieved with. This is the point in film like, yes, everyone needs to understand now shit's happening. Yeah. Let's like accelerate this now. Yeah. And we get another jump from Janice. <sighs> jump 20. So they get back to Janice, but hey, the doll has somehow found its way out of the well into the house, which I always like to think the behind the scenes things in these, because we've seen already the doll can't move, but the doll can move if the demon's moving it. So the demon would have to like go out there and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Pick up the doll, move the lid on the well, probably put it back so it looks extra creepy, run through the like <laughs> the, the, the fucking fields to get back to the house before they do set everything up nice and proper. It's exhausting being a demon. Don't recommend it. Yeah, that's like a, that's an interesting choice that they have to contend with because we saw it obviously in the first Annabelle when the priest dies at the church and we see the manifestation of the demon is the woman pick up the doll yeah and we spoke about the same thing like then she had to go back to the apartment like walk <laughs> exactly through Los Angeles it's like yeah and you would a, see you would see the doll just like floating <laughs> you would see it moving that's the thing yeah so it's it's I don't know. It's a problem, but at the same time, spooky scenes. So I'm, I'm willing to just constantly give this film... Like, it's doing the scenes well, for the most part. So I'm like, I'm, I'll go with it. Uh, and then the sister decides, let's take this doll to Mrs. Mullins, who just freaks out almost as much as Shannon is. <sighs> and then we're going to get some exposition. She says, after the death of their daughter, yeah. they prayed... And she really throws this line out there. We prayed and promised our devotion to whatever power would right. give them the ability to contact their daughter again. And then they just hang out eating dinner and then they start... I like the build here. I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, we just started hearing little things. Her music was playing again, like knockings. And then eventually they do actually see her every now and then. Like, they're looking at her through refracted glass. Mm-hmm. But, like everybody, like all them demons, she wanted permission to move into the doll. Mm-hmm. Always works well in sentence when you're saying it in these films because it sounds creepy. It's like, they wanted permission to move into the doll so she could be with them forever. So we said yes. But what's the reality of those scenes? Because we never see it. Like, it would have to be the demon or B, I guess, in the demon, like the demon in B's form. Be like, oh, can I, do you mind if I get in that? <laughs> and then like, do they have to like, is it because they bought the doll or made the doll? They have to be, you may, you may get in the doll. <laughs> like, why can't the demon just go in the fucking doll? <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of, it's like all of a sudden we have rules for what a demon is capable of doing whenever like, there weren't really rules previously, right? I mean, it's like with vampires, you know, you you have they have very specific you have to invite them into the house all of a sudden in order for that to work. So that was weird. Which which I do like that thing of the yeah, inviting the demon in in some way, but it just seems the reality of that conversation is stupid. I feel like it's it's a bit 
similar to the doll moving thing. It's kind of, it's something, it's a choice that's become a little bit sticky as you, as you kind of progress through and build new stories. Do you know what I mean? Like, sort of existing in, in one film, you can kind of give it license and, and, I guess, ignore the details. But if it becomes, yeah, this rule that's set that you then have to follow, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it gets a little... Well, and the and lang- you have to keep tricky. not showing it. Yeah, and well, the language of it like, is weird. Yeah. Because, like, if you're asking for permission to enter the doll, right, I would think then the doll itself is possessed. But they say over and over again, the doll itself is not possessed. It's a conduit. Mm-hmm. So then that that all is and strange. If, and if you were B's parents and your daughter had come back, yes, in a ghost form, you might see her fleetingly, but her presence was there. And then she came up to you and went... I'd rather be in the doll. Yeah. Wouldn't you think they would be uh-huh. like, no, we're good. Like, we'd like you to stay the child that we, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> yeah, I could believe yeah. bewildered with the whole doll thing. Like, don't they know also about the Shambhala, Alex? The voodoo clouds, yeah, exactly. the demon should be able to do that. <laughs> I don't know. It's confusing, uh, well, but whatever. I think this it's is what them just us. trying to, you know, because they've already, we've already had the conjuring where they have the scene with the nurses, right, that are talking about how, the demon asked for permission to enter the doll. So I think that all happened before they knew anything was going to happen with Annabelle. So they yeah, have it just to, sounded creepy. Yeah, so they have to like See, then, recall that in some way, fix that story they've already told in some way. Mm-hmm. And then this then for me goes back to what I was saying at the start of this is the demon is trapped in the doll now or at the beginning of this film was trapped in the doll that was kept in that room but somehow was exerting some power to make Janice unlock the right. door. But if it could do that outside of that room, mm-hmm. then why couldn't it just take a soul? You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it doesn't. I completely. It doesn't add it's up. A, it's a little bit messy. It doesn't add up. And I don't even know what the end game here is. Because they got, I mean, this is where they're going to reveal that it's Annabelle. And that's meant to be a twist, apparently. They say it became stronger. They say it was comforting, but then they realized it wasn't actually Annabelle. So it was never B, right? So like B's just mm-hmm. gone, yeah. died, done. Yeah, like you do. Yeah, but then because they promised their devotion, that summoned the demon in some way. Mm-hmm. They then pretended to be B because it wanted to go into the doll to become more powerful, which I don't really know why, but I guess it needed to become a physical object. But it's like, could it not become something like the house or them as people or I don't know. And then they begin seeing the demon in reflections. And then we're going to get Jump 20 from Shannon. As B is contorting to crazy fucking... I mean, I think this is pretty fantastic. I really do. Yeah, this bit is great. This bit's so great. (sighs) And you see this. This is like a trope. You see this all the time. And it normally doesn't work. But here it's so... Like, the contortion is awesome. The sound effects are awesome. And she's cracking and, like, floating a little bit and then turns around. Shannon's not happy Uh, at all. Not at all. And then it fucks up the mother's face and yeah. gets her eyeball torn out, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So they say yeah, that it was then, using them to give it a soul. Yeah. So it had tried to take the mother's soul. Right. right okay. Initially. But again, it looked um, like they had given it permission to go into the doll, but then they were still seeing it as B. I don't know. I'm confused. So they reached out to the church who said, you know what you should do? Just like, just lock it in a room lock it in a closet <laughs> you know those demons don't don't think about them just lock them away deep down inside <laughs> surround it by the word of god and then they bless the room lock that key and 
fucking, I don't know, put it in the dollhouse, whatever happened. I don't know what they did with the key because they don't show you. And then they thought 12 years later, helping the girls would be their penance. But instead, they just gave the evil exactly what it wanted. Which, yeah. I mean, for starters... I don't know, just burn that entire house down. But I guess they did set up... They don't. We don't set up why they wouldn't want to just kill the conduit, but we have set up in previous Conjuring movies. If you kill the conduit, the spirit might go free. Because once it's become possessed in something, then it's always going to be in the physical world, I guess. As, as uh, Ed Warren says, better to uh, keep the genie in the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> that was an excellent Patrick Wilson impersonation. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, now all the girls... <laughs> Are in Annabelle's room. Janice is singing and has a knife. Ugh. So we're going to get everyone involved in the final finale here. Sister gets them to go and run and call for help as they decide to go and help Mrs. Mullins, though, because they suddenly have a conscience about this person they were freaked out about right. for the rest of the movie. Uh, but they find that she's been nailed to the wall with crosses and half Ugh. her body ripped apart. Damn! Ugh. Kill two! feels like it's from a different film though it's very weird it's like this is it not really maybe does. the nail to the wall with the crosses but the ripping a body apart it's like why yeah yeah that is yeah i feel like maybe <laughs> to what you to what you were saying al that like there isn't this is like a big moment of something like grotesque happening right so maybe this is to secure the rating yeah maybe yeah might genuinely be because if these films come out and they're fucking pg-13 right. people are upset yeah yeah i again i have troubles when we get to possession elements and i definitely have some troubles with this stuff she starts like levitating the yeah. sister i find it a little bit just tedious but as a personal thing some people love the possession stuff mm-hmm. so. and of course shannon gives us another little courteous <sighs> jump 21 uh-huh. that means we've okay. hit 21 jump street We've hit your max, Shannon. Oh, no. Her max was 22. Oh, was it 22? 22, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. She's almost there. Linda gets dragged backwards into the darkness. The three other girls, or four of the girls? No, for, whatever. The other girls, the other orphans, they're running to get into the truck. Oh. And when they turn on the lights, this it's the fucking awesome. <sighs> Hanging out outside. <sighs> and then it begins to just move. No subtlety. <sighs> just starts to look at them but only one of them seeing Ugh. it i love it so good Ugh. me too uh but, but then not, they, not right away because the lights flash on and off know. and it just like builds 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 and then, and then it like does then it's the, just gone uh, then it's just disappeared uh, yeah it's fucking cool uh, one of the other girls comes to the truck bangs on the door mm. jump 22 we hit it that's we it hit the mark can we push past there's it there's still like 20 minutes left of the film <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to pay off with yeah that new scene that was not originally in the scripts as Linda hears banging inside oh, the dumbwaiter oh. so let's go check that out <laughs> Shannon half jumps just at the idea of it so we're giving a 0.5 for that yeah um, so technically surpassing but we're not going to count it quite I just, I just knew what was coming <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile inside the barn the scarecrow is hanging up now inside the barn he just loves to like he he's finally got chilling. off his sort of cross that he's on and then he decided let's do that again somewhere else because I was enjoying that. And then a door closes. Chop 23. <laughs> a door closes. A new personal best. Well done, Shannon. <sighs> Scariest movie so far, apparently. Oh, God. The girl and the older girl in the barn decides she's going to fucking kill the scarecrow with an axe and I love this because she like goes to get it while Shannon's screaming at her, don't do it. You like 
them arming up, Shannon? What did you want her to do? Well, because I was like, you're, in that moment, I was like, oh, great. She's going for the axe. And I just saw the future where, like, the, the demon comes and, like, I uses the axe against her, right? Because if I learned anything from our Slasher Versus series, that sometimes when you arm up with a weapon that you're not familiar with, they use it against you. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate mm-hmm. uh, but no she doesn't even get to because the axe just falls apart as she pulls yeah. it out which i think is great and then the lights Aww. begin to unscrew themselves <sighs> as the demon Aww. is embodying the scarecrow Aww. which is a little confusing to be clear because now it's like becoming a different inanimate object no one gave it permission to that's move into true the scarecrow. no one gave it permission but whatever but it looks fucking cool mm-hmm. because it's gradually filling it out and then it starts to rip the scarecrow mask and you see the demon teeth underneath and then just as it does that it goes dark because the light bulb goes out and again at this point i'm i'm thinking i'm loving what they're revealing of the demon yes they're doing all the right things at this point mm. i agree i agree disagree uh, we got another we got another half jump here from shannon so we're going to combine that with the previous jump to create jump 24 Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So this girl decides, you know what? I could get out, but I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just gonna. These light bulbs being blown. That's gonna be a bothersome thing so for someone in the future. So she gets up on the so fucking should. ladder to secure the light bulb. All I'm thinking this entire time is great. Now we're gonna watch this like light bulb explode in her fucking face. Oh, it's ridiculous! You just saw a scarecrow come to life and be embodied by a demon. But no, let me climb up on this ladder out. and like fix the light bulb. And you've proven that it doesn't even matter because the demon is unfixing them right. with mind bullets. Right. So, so it's like, how are you? Well, it, it literally burst. It's not like it fell out. It burst. And then we get a great spook as a hand just comes out and crushes the light bulb in front of her. <sighs> Jump 25. <sighs> and now we're into full on demon fun <laughs> where I'm sensing Alex might have some problems, but we'll maybe get there. Uh, she runs, hides in the doll man's studio. Meanwhile, back with Linda, she's in the dumbwaiter, which I found out here that I didn't know how to spell dumbwaiter. I was spelling waiter as if it was the weight that nope. <laughs> you have to use to bring the thing nope. up and down. It's like a dumb waiter. Like, where the fuck is my drink? At the bottom of the dumbwaiter, it goes, of course, to Mrs. Mullins' room. And this is where she's going to see the blood, <sighs> the crosses everywhere, <sighs> the half the body. It's not there anymore, guys. <sighs> oh, wait, did we miss the bit in the barn where the demon... He's like upside down and comes down. Uh, yeah, I think so. That's the full, that's what I say, full demon fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what you meant. Yeah, that's the bit I hate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the bit when it's like, yeah, they drop Batman into it and we see the full thing. Sorry, yeah. No, I agree. It's like a worse version of the creeper from Deepest Creepers. Mm, yeah, it just, I was like, I didn't need to see all of that. I think my we were eyes were so fully well. closed at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can go back. We'll rewatch. No. Yeah, so like Mr. Mullins crawled away, rip body. Jump 26. And there it is. <laughs> so she crawls back in the dumbwaiter with me now knowing how to spell it correctly. Mm-hmm. Janice is oh, also yeah, I crawling. I can see it in your notes <laughs> okay. where you changed it. <laughs> dumbwaiter. <laughs> I'm open about all of my problems. Janice is crawling up towards her. Demon hands come at her underneath the dumbwaiter. Jump 27. You are doing great, yeah. Shannon. <laughs> Not at all. So she holds onto the rope and then escapes and then gets back into the room that Annabelle was in. Who is suddenly just in the room? Yeah. Hello. Which gives another one from Shannon. <sighs> 
Jump 28. And then Janice finds Linda, so why not? Jump 29. (laughs) You were on fucking high alert for all this. I really was. Um, I was under a blanket, like, then, like, putting my hands in front of my eyes as well. To be fair, I I try as hard as I can to make it so I can just see, like, a little bit. Just enough. But just... Not those those demon eyes in the background. We rewind for that. Oh, goddamn. So the sister tricks Janice into stabbing Annabelle and then puts a rosary around her and then traps her back in the closet. The room goes fucking crazy. Lots of poltergeisty moments. Um, And then they run outside, meet the other girls who have now dealt or not dealt with the scarecrow. I don't really know. Yeah. They just kind of leave. And the whole house is going insane. And it really resists. I don't know if you guys have seen Poltergeist, but the end of that movie is, is like the whole... Well, I don't want to spoil it then. But they resist yeah, from doing it. a full Poltergeist here, basically. Like, I thought it was mm. going to go that way, and they just hold back. And then we cut to like Which an ending... Which is a good thing, I think. Yes, because it would be insane. <laughs> it would be insane <laughs> if they went full Poltergeist. <sighs> yeah. So the police turn up next day, or was that at night? I don't know, whatever. And they head into the closet... Annabelle's sitting there, but there's a hole in the wall that Janice presumably is crawling through. Uh, I wonder if this film, another potential title for this film was Annabelle coming out of the closet. (laughs) (laughs) No, it'd be like, oh, Kelly, it'd be trapped in the closet. Yeah. (laughs) Trapped in the closet, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, the scariest movie of all. Mm Yeah, there's a hole in the wall. So Janice has exited. The rosary's on the floor. They're very careful to show you the rosary's on yeah. the floor. Which I, did, I definitely feel as them saying, oh, the the binding of God has been released or whatever from her. It like, wasn't enough to hold her mm-hmm. or I don't know. And then the priest says, he comes out holding the Annabelle doll. It's like, oh, the house is blessed. Oh, don't worry. This doll was just a conduit. The evil has moved on. Doll is just a doll. Who wants it? <laughs> which... I, I do love because it's so dumb and in many other horror movies you would have someone going oh yeah alright I'll take it Ugh. but instead they will clearly say no because they cut to them putting it in the back of the police van yeah which is true right then this this doll is free yeah now. and that's why we know there's a hundred Annabelles right like they make that point in the future so that it doesn't in the beginning so that it doesn't matter that this doll... Oh, you, so you think it's not going to be this one? No, I think... Well, because this, this doll... Because in Annabelle, oh, which comes next, she gets a brand new doll. Well, I guess this doll still looks... No, no, I think it is the same one. You think it is? Because there's a line, I think, in Annabelle referring to Annabelle Higgins, the killer that kills her parents at the start. There's a, there's a line saying that she was looking for that doll. Okay. She, so she, she was just drawn like, back to it like, again. There's some reference of like, yeah, they were looking for this doll. The demons are yeah. friends with the doll. Uh, but like that specific version of Annabelle or one of the hundred? You know what I mean? Because I just thought it was like one of a hundred of the type of dolls he was making. All you needed was like a line when the guy in Annabelle says, oh yeah, I bought you this doll. I had to get it for an owner, like a, you know, antiques right. owner who got it for this thing, who bought it from like... A 40-year-old police auction or something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be there in Annabelle comes on. Maybe they're going to tie all these Ugh. things together. But I will say, up until this point, well, not up until this point, but up until, like, majority of the way through this movie, I'm like, oh, great, we've got another or- origin story for Annabelle that's contradicting everything. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, because they're about to back it all yep. up. But just before that happens, uh, the girls head off on their bus, and then we cut to scent 
Joachim, I don't know you say it, J-O-A-C-H-I-M. Joachim? Joachim. We cut to an orphanage. And a couple are welcomed in. It's Mr. and Mrs. Higgins, the sort of friendly neighbors who get murdered at the beginning of the first Annabelle film. And they are introduced to Janice, who now goes by the name Annabelle, and is all smiley. They decide, let's take her home with us. And they give her a Raggedy Ann doll. Ooh. Which is very cute. For those of you who haven't went with us in the first Annabelle film, Raggedy Ann doll is what the supposed actual real life doll was uh, that was spooked and possessed. So it's a cute little nod to that, but also obviously doesn't work with this isn't the doll, you know? Like, if they were really wanting to just tie everything up, well, no, because she does steal that from them, doesn't she? Yeah, it's complicated. I guess it's just a cute nod to be a cute nod. And then, yep, we jump forward 12 years again. Now, no reason for these 12-year jumps. They presumably brought up Janice slash Annabelle for 12 years from whatever she was, 12 till she was like 26 or whatever, and just were... She was fine. Yeah, without incident. Until she ran away. Until she ran away and started a cult. Now, what I do like about... Again, the 12 years I do not like because I'm like, well, what the fuck is happening? But what I do like about it is that if the demons are smart, then like, well, I'm in a child's body, essentially. I need to wait until they're older and stronger and have more influence that I can really do some fucking damage. Mm -hmm. Because again, it's like, what is the end game for these demons? What are they planning? And starting a cult, it was a good one. Yeah. Like starting a like Charles Manson-y cult. That makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're going to end this movie with the beginning of Annabelle. We're going to get a couple of different shots. But other than that, we're basically going to get, yeah, shot by shot. Yeah. The beginning of that film. And I was waiting for something else to happen. But, you know, some extra twist they're going to do. Like a different thing we would see this time that we wouldn't have noticed maybe the first time or something. Uh, but no. Yeah, because we see it from within the room this time as opposed to from... Yeah. But then after that, you just got the the couple from Annabelle just like walking over there to check out what's going on. Mm. And then we just cue the credits to that cheerful song that Alex sang beautifully earlier. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. And I should know, we have for the first time, we've been waiting for them. We have not one, guys, but two credit scenes (sighs) in this movie. Now, the first one makes zero fucking sense because we're back in the room that Annabelle's in, yeah. in that house, which we've just seen the police take her out right. from. So that one doesn't even make any sense whatsoever. Annabelle's sitting there. We're just going to like pan in on her for ages. Is she going to move? Is she going to move? We know she never moves. And then she does move in the last split second, just as the Conjuring music box theme, which again, still has nothing to do with Annabelle, but whatever. Just when that plays, Shannon. Oh, okay. So that could be... So, what we were talking about before, Annabelle comes home, then maybe is set after The Conjuring, mm-hmm. because there's a line in um, the trailer where Lorraine Warren says that the Annabelle doll is like a beacon for other demons, yeah. or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. okay. So, maybe the fact that that's starting up again, that music box, and we're on Annabelle, is kind of a clue into the next film. Which is cool, but again, like, it makes no sense why Annabelle's back in this room. Yeah. It doesn't, like, it's just a shot to be spooky. Yeah. And having her move again, if they go in with the rule she doesn't move, it's like, why would you break it here? Like, it's a very Inception thing, but they do definitely show her move. Yeah. Like, the first frame of her moving, and then they cut out. And then post-credits, 
We're going to jump to Shannon's most anticipated movie in the series uh, as we go to Romania in 1958, I think it is. Uh-huh. And we're just going to get a single shot of a monastery, lights turning off, and Valak the nun <laughs> floating towards her with her CGI chompy gnashes. Must eat souls. That's it, guys. Shannon, you did it. You have Woo-hoo. a new high. What are we at? 29 holy shit Can will it be broken in the nun like the nun is the one i'm the most scared of because that imagery really bothers me well, it bothers me but for different reasons Ugh. um can you get past that you got the nun you got the curse of la Llorona, and you've got annabelle comes home and if people listen to this in the future probably 20 other movies <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Okay, great. This is a great opportunity. If you're listening right now, go and rate and you write and save me. Save me. Put it in your freaking review of this that you hate whenever I do these. Please release Shannon. Release me from this. I didn't know what I signed up for. I am begging you. Thank you. You had a, an exit opportunity right at the uh, beginning. Yeah, and, and you, uh, you rejected motherfuckers it. told me the first Conjuring was the scariest. And I was like, okay, I made it through this. I think it'll all be fine. Everything's going to be better from here. And you are fucking lying assholes. So please rate and subscribe <laughs> and rate and say how much you hate that I am stuck doing this. <laughs> Write it in your review. Oh. Do it. Lying about being scared is subjective, but okay. Okay. Uh. I do want to quickly say before we get into our opinions, the original final act of this was different. We were going to have the reanimated corpse of Mrs. Mullins. Uh, it's quite a big feature. And again, I don't really know why. But it was reshot to feature the scarecrow, which was not originally there in the script, and Alex's favorite, the horned demon. Um, so I feel actually a lot of these demon things might have been added in later mm. after the fact to back up their new ending because it was going to feature more to do with Mrs. Mullins. This is the very first Conjuring movie not to feature or mention the Warrens. Well, yeah, because it was before their time. And then there was a whole subplot with uh, Sister Charlotte confessing to Esther Mullins that she'd once given birth to a son and then given him up for adoption. Later on, discovering that he had drowned at the age of seven, trapped beneath the ice of a frozen lake. So they shot another scene where she hears strangers' noises in bed and then sees a boy's shadow on the wall that's desperately clawing at ice above him. But yeah, they cut it all out because they're like, we don't need more subplots. There's too many things mm-hmm. going on. Um, there are a lot of things going on. I think that might have been too far. But it does mean, yeah, again, we have a bunch of characters, including Sister, where we don't really care about them because it's just too much, too much happening. But guys, how do we feel about Annabelle creation and what are we hoping for in what do we want out of, again, I don't think the nun, I don't think Curse of La Llorona, I think out of Annabelle comes home. Alex. So, as I said earlier, this was my first introduction into the Conjuring universe and it was during the Chucky podcast and it was, yeah, we watched it so we could have another doll film reference particularly something to compare to as like a contemporary kind of film to show side by side because I guess they came out the same year. And I remember saying in that podcast that I thought that this film stood up as a standalone film much better than Curse and Cult of Chucky. And I still really think that. I still think that had I 
the fact that I did, like, I still really enjoyed this before I knew more about this whole universe that was created. And I didn't feel lost in any way. I remember asking you about the ending and how that tied in because that didn't necessarily make sense to me when I first watched it. But as a standalone, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I can't say I felt that way about the first Annabelle. So now coming back to it, having dived into this universe, it felt even more fulfilling watching it again to see all those links. I felt that those tie-ins, I, I, I felt like the director did get what he wanted in the sense of creating a film that felt like a standalone film. I, I never felt that, maybe not until the ending, obviously, but before that, I never felt those connections were forcefully thrown into the film, which I appreciated. Because after Annabelle, Annabelle, I was excited to see because I enjoyed, I had enjoyed seeing this one so much, but it was such a disappointment that I was like, if I had seen Annabelle first, I would have been really worried coming into this one. Like, how can they really pick up the ball? You know, going into Conjuring 2 and having James Wan back on board, I was like, ah, cool. He's put his flavor and stamp on it. And that's what this series needs. And I think, uh, what's the director's name of this? David, is it David? David F. S something. Sanford? Stanford? I closed it down. Yeah, Sandberg. 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 Yeah, I think what he does, I I think he picks up the ball from James Wan, but still brings in his own style and and flavor to it, but that that feels still connected to the universe, which I appreciated. I think he, I think I really liked his pacing of this film, how he very early on sets up that we are in a haunted house, but he plays with the tension of how he's going to reveal that and how long he's till he's going to bring out the jump scares and then when he really hits that rhythm in the third act yeah he goes uh. full fun house roller coaster which i think then also feels like that that james wan style but i think he he has a much more compared to annabelle the annabelle director who is the dp i think david um God, I Sandberg. Sandberg. I keep wanting to say father. David Sandberg, I think he has a much more confident way of storytelling compared to the first Annabelle director. I think he just handles it much better and much and handles the kind of Yeah, just the way he tells it much better. And I, I really appreciated that. I really, really enjoyed the house because like I said, it felt even though it was a set, it felt it felt more lived in and felt more real. I really liked the leads and that we switched from the two girls. I thought they were both, yeah, I thought they were really, they were really strong and solid. I liked the kind of, the differing sort of innocence they both had. I think you mentioned, Al, the fact that Janice didn't feel fear, even though she was experiencing these hauntings. I thought that was a nice way to approach that um, and that she had this sort of innocence in exploring that. I liked Linda's just general innocence that, that she did feel younger whether she was or not, did feel younger than the other girls. But then at the end, sort of when she became the lead, you know, felt like that she took the initiative to just be like, no, there's something wrong with my friend. Something has to be done, which was really cool. Oh, and the fact that our lead was in a wheelchair. I think that's such a, um, we talked about this in the Coles and Chucky series. Yeah. That's such a, that's such an interesting an immediate obstacle to throw in for our lead. Like it's such a, a very simple setup, but it, it, it immediately gives them obstacles to overcome 
outside of the fact like that there's something chasing them or terrorizing them. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, overall I really I really like this film in the series. I like where it fits. I think it it gets the Annabelle series back on track, but at the same time I think what I like about it is that it feels it feels solid as a standalone film even outside of this universe. And I think it's 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 just an enjoyable yeah, carnival ride to watch with friends that that's that's pretty decent and well told. Are you hoping yeah, so for more of this for the next one or are you hoping that more of a conjuring vibe? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because clearly, you know, we've seen the Warrens are going to be in the next film. It's set like in their house. It's I would sort of like to see more of this because another thing I liked about this as well was what we talked about if, of, of suddenly seeing the violence of these demons, that it wasn't just simply like, they will do anything to get a soul and, and it's not just going to be like, we're not going to just throw things around. Like they, that, that, that there's, that there's a real evil and a violence, like a violence to them because that makes it even more terrifying for me. You know, I'd, I'd like to see more of that. I, I really like, I really like the pacing of this story and, and this, in some ways I feel like the, the pacing of this in that first half felt similar to the first conjuring for me. So I, I would like that kind of narrative drive of like, you know, we're going to establish that things are haunted or a bit bit weird, but we're going to really play with that tension of how we reveal it. So I would want more of that, but I get the sense because it's sort of almost like this Avengers assemble of spookies that it's going to be, they're going to just go all yeah. in and it's going to be, die. it's going to be a ride. Gonna it's going to be a roller coaster right from the start. I'm going to die. Shannon, but yeah. 29 jumps your highest yet means it's your favorite right how do you feel uh, i mean it's just it's getting embarrassing at this point <laughs> only for you yeah yeah listen what i can appreciate about this film is i i like how it's tying up the loose ends that they've created and it does feel like this film they're like okay we have decided we're creating a conjuring universe right that there is a deliberate decision there and to sort of integrate things and to stylistically take things and make it more of that roller coaster ride right like we get that with the geography shot that's taking us through the house that and the upside down shot that they do that's all very conjuring signatures um so i think they're definitely making an effort to be like this is canon and here it is and we know that there are inconsistencies that we need to fix in that right so from a storytelling perspective i really dug that and i really dug how they the ending how they like wove it into the first annabelle and made that make sense in a different way i think there's still there's so many inconsistencies with how these demons operate and what they're capable of that seems more re seems more true in the annabelle versions of things than in the conjuring i feel like how those demons operate and work is a little bit more consistent whereas here because you have to deal with this doll but it's a conduit it's not possessed the doll itself like it can't like there's more rules ish but then they keep they're consistently inconsistent with how those rules work right and so i find that annoying i'm interested to see in annabelle comes home if there is something with like this 12 years thing if like if we're now at a point where we're 12 years 
past whenever Annabelle was a cult leader, right? We're 12 years past that original Annabelle. And so maybe there's something there. Otherwise, the like just dormancy for 12 years doesn't make sense to me. And that's sort of strange in and of itself. Everything with Mrs. Mullins, I thought was weird. It makes now that you've talked about how like they originally had more planned for her. I understand then why she was such that whole thing was like a weird character for me because I, you know, why wasn't she possessed then? Because the whole thing is like she's been oppressed. They ripped out her fucking eye. So or was she possessed? And we just don't know it. And Mr. Mullins was able to contain it. Right. And that now that these girls are here, now things are acting up because the demon wants a younger vessel to possess. I don't, I don't know. But those are all things that I think they could have tied in there in a different way. And made it so that the Mullins storyline made more sense to me instead of her just being the Phantom of the Opera that's pitiful and useless. And then like her body reanimates in a way that like Mr. Mullins didn't. So I don't know, like it both tied up things in a really nice way that I enjoyed and then like created more some more questions, which I guess they're always going to do (laughs) but ultimately i hated it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 29 jumps go fuck yourself but i thought the director was really i think he took something that the first annabelle was really really lame and made it a part of this universe in a way that allows it to continue and grow that you couldn't with the first movie alone. I feel like I want someone to explain to me the nature of they need a soul because it seemed like in the first Annabelle, you have to like offer your soul in order to give well, it yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. And then like, so then the ki- in the killing of the Mullinses, does that not give them a soul because it wasn't offered and there and that's why annabelle has to continue or then you know so i i have a lot of questions about the nature of things that i'm sure they're not really going to make clearer they're just going to make me jump and scream in a public theater yeah that's i forgot about the the bit in annabelle where it was like yeah you have to offer a soul and he wanted the baby soul because a baby's too young to make an offer yeah Whereas this, the possession was very similar to the Conjuring one, with the demon being on top of the person right. and spewing yeah. into them. I mouth. think that they yeah. uh, the only difference was, if I remember correctly, in the Conjuring one, the vomit was like a red color, and in this one, it's mm-hmm. a black color, right? So blacks. By the way, I actually prefer things being black. I think that's nastier, but blacks what you do when you need to keep ratings down. Like if oh, you do red, you immediately changes your rating. Oh, interesting. Whereas, so a lot of horror films oh, do black. But yeah, so I I like how it's tying up loose ends um, that really needed to be tied up. I, my issue with like the Annabelle stuff in general, aside from the fact that it scares the fucking shit out of me, is that the inconsistencies with how Annabelle works and is treated and how she possesses and doesn't. You know, it's like there's it, it gets muddy. That's all. But I appreciate how, like, we are now in the Conjuring universe and all the things that they did in order to make it Conjuring-esque. So what I'm hearing from you is that you're hoping for 30 or more scares 
with Annabelle comes home. <laughs> it sounds like no matter what, it doesn't matter that we're getting, that we're going to go into this room full of spookies and I'm going to die. I feel like I'm going to be the person in the theaters and they're like, the scariest movie ever. This we'll, one woman died. Yeah, We'll be seeing <laughs> on either side of you. I'll take notes from the film. Alex will purely be taking notes on every time you jump. Uh, I am, That'll be your I am yeah, very either. terrified about like getting kicked out of a theater or like, uh, you know those like horror movie commercials they sometimes do. Yeah, like you were saying, Shannon, where it's it's a camera that's pointing at the yes. audience with the night vision, yeah. and it's like has like close ups of the people going. Rah! Yeah, <laughs> that'll be you I've, thirty times. Yeah, uh, they'd be like, we don't need to film anyone else. Let's just show this girl <laughs> freaking the fuck out. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm gonna have to bring shit. I'm gonna have to bring like a hoodie and a blanket and I, I the, the Ryan Gosling pillow. Or Reynolds, is that Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, uh, the Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds pillow yeah. to hold tight. Uh, maybe I'll get a Ryan Gosling pillow to help as well. I don't fucking know, but I'm going to need things. Okay, excellent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything you guys have said, essentially. Like, the logic here, I think, is completely out the window. I think this. I think it solves one thing, which is the fact that the first Annabelle film, I felt confused the continuity already from The Conjuring. Mm-hmm this rectifies that Mm -hmm. to a degree Mm -hmm. but yeah then everything else just confuses things more and more because the deeper we get into these movies the more you have to have rules pertaining to the demons and everything else and the more that's never really laid out because also it's kind of stupid to have rules for those things so it's it's very tricky where they're going so you have to be able to give them the benefit of the doubt with that and just go into it with like all right we're just here for the roller coaster of stupid scares can they do that well and effectively conjuring i felt they could Annabelle I definitely didn't like Annabelle one I think is just through casting directing decision everything we talked about just doesn't work this this is how out I was like I saw that one like I said I didn't like it at all I saw The Conjuring 2 and I liked it better but I had problem real problems with that movie I was out and I'll watch any fucking big budget horror movie just to have seen it but when it looks bland I'm really not interested it's one of those things where I'm like one day I'll get to it maybe you know and because of Annabelle 1 Annabelle Creation I was not convinced I didn't go to cinemas to see it it came out on Blu-ray I did buy it but it just sat on my shelf and it wasn't until I gradually saw this sort of like critics and genre bubble being more and more increasingly supportive towards it like no this is actually good um, that I eventually checked it out and I really, really loved it. And I still really love it. Like, I think it does nothing new at all. Everything here has been done for decades. And normally that'd be a big negative for me. Uh, it's set in an era that normally I don't find it successful. That'd be a negative for me. It doesn't do any nasty imagery, really. And that's a negative for me. Like, even The Conjuring 1 has much nastier adult imagery, you know. But the characters are good. The acting, I think, is good, particularly from Janice. I think she's really great. I think the build is fantastic. The environment's cool. And this director, whether he really did make up a lot of it on the spot when he got there and figured it out without storyboards, I don't know. If he did, keep doing that, please. Because I did not like Lights Out and the way those scares were constructed. This feels great. Like, it's just got, like, the. it's just, again, a roller coaster ride of here's a million things happening. But most of them are working for me. And it's just, yeah, Alex, I think you called it before, like you're going into a into a funfair haunted house, you know, and things are just going to like jump out at you and a mirror is going to trick you. And this, and it's like, yeah, that's not what I want from my favorite horror movies. I want something more like The Orphanage, which I guess is like the adult version of where you could look at this film and compare it to in terms of a period piece 
orphan you know based spooky film the orphanage is one of my favorite movies of all time these kind of movies are never going to do that for me because they lack real substance they're not really trying to say anything they're not treating things like an adult but it's just executed really well and it's just a good fun time and sometimes that's all i need you know it's the same for me with comic book movies i want a really serious great meaty comic movie i can get my teeth into like the dark knight but also on the flip side of that i can just enjoy thor ragnarok and just have fun with that you know and i'm not saying this is a comedy but this is just like a pick and mix of fun popcorn thrills and i think he executes it really well i think the set design is fantastic i think the, yeah, the sound design is fantastic this music's done really well i think it's great i really do and it makes me really excited for annabelle comes home which i should note now we will be covering that two weeks after it comes out just due to our scheduling we'll still be we'll be doing the week that comes out we'll be on uh which is next week we'll be on the nun and then the curse of la llorona after that obviously and then annabelle comes home which will give us also the opportunity for me at least to go and see it twice because i'll need to write down notes the second time so i'll probably go the first time with you guys just to like enjoy it and then i'll go again to like write the notes down at the back of the cinema because it's hard covering the cinema outings are difficult because you can't like we've had this problem before haven't we alex when you get to like a new film it's like how do we cover this <laughs> just getting yeah. like the blow by blow of what happens scene by scene mm. mm-hmm. but no i'm definitely excited for that one I, the thing that excites me and worries me the most is that this will be the directorial debut of gary doberman who is the guy who has written all of these ones we said uh, previously uh, he hasn't written the conjuring ones but he wrote the nun he wrote annabelle he wrote annabelle creation so yeah this will be his first time not only writing but directing so that makes me excited because like okay maybe he does have a bigger universe plan and he's gonna be able to pull that together really well or it means maybe he's gonna show some novice problems and yeah not be able to maybe he's gonna do more of a lights out than annabelle creation because he's too worried i hope so <laughs> oh man uh, that was a long one sorry guys but yes we will then what was i going to say stuff with the things go to the weird geek still please do subscribe please do rate for us and please head on to starfishmixtape.com where you can check out where you can buy our first feature film starfish or you're just going to itunes or amazon stuff like that if you do watch it and you do like it please do rate it it helps us out a whole bunch i'm mr al white on all the social medias including xbox and just last night me and katie were watching a godzilla movie and then bing this little message came up on my xbox from some weird lady which said a whole bunch of stuff which then i couldn't find again which is very weird it seemed to disappear and i was like how do people know my xbox name it's like oh yeah i give it out every yeah. week <laughs> <laughs> that'll be it yeah if you want to play some video games with me please do that alex uh yeah you can find me on instagram and twitter at alexander chard i don't have many instagram followers so follow me i might follow you back <laughs> not that i really necessarily am wanting more instagram uh in, yeah did i say instagram twitter followers mm. i don't know i don't care <laughs> do what you want <laughs> shannon uh, do you care uh, i mean i care i guess because i have a few instagram followers like no big deal i'm not that i'm kind of a big deal <laughs> <laughs> how, so, many, how many you got shannon i have thirteen thousand. Thirteen thousand. Yep. That's arguably too Yeah, many. I'm well-liked. I'm well-liked. I'm Arguably. a famous actress, I mean, and you just show, don't know it. You're going to cut that in half. Right. Um, so, friend me on, or follow me on Instagram, and um, send me messages about how you don't want me to do this podcast anymore, and release mm. me. Release me. <laughs> well, how you want her to do the ring. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
We will be back next week, next Friday, when we're finally, finally going to be getting to a film that two of us haven't seen. Ugh. The Nun. And Very excited. One of us is Shannon is salivating. Terrified to see. <laughs> Salivate. Mm. Alex has a smug look of knowing on his uh. face. <laughs> Until then, we are out. Geeks. Geeks. Geeks.